it is a really well-made movie. There can be really great directing, lighting, cinematography, filmmaking, and creativity in a snuff film. But it's still a snuff film. <laughs> and, this, and, and, and The Last Jedi is a snuff film. Only Star Wars is, is what's being horribly killed instead of some random transient. It's time for the Jedi to end. Oh, hi, Mark. Uh. Live from Cool Boys Central. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. We'll be ice cold. Here from the Cool Boys. Just the young boy. So cool. So cool. So cool. Alex, good boy. You know, guys, I always wear special shirts on these special episodes, and I've got no comment yet for my special shirt. You're not going to get a comment from me. I have to discuss the movie first. Well, okay, number one dad. So, yeah, Nolan's wearing a number one dad uh, Vader shirt. Yeah. And uh, it, it looks great. Thanks. Okay, moving on, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm drinking beer. Beer? What kind of beer? Elaborate. Uh, I'm just finishing up my one six-pack of Trader Jose's, drinking one of these a week. Drinking one. You're just going to drink one beer tonight? I may have this is, the second this is one. fucking Star Wars, man. Yeah, I'm well, loaded by the end of this. No, not enough for this one. Not for this one. Uh oh. Oh, we're giving a lot away, aren't we? Well, let's. I, I, I think we need to get to this. Let me go ahead and just do greetings. Well, I mean, you just drink, you said you're drinking beers and then you won't let anybody else talk about what they're drinking. Yeah, he's too antsy. He's yeah. Too antsy. I, I told him, I told him he's got something inside of him. He needs someone to show him the way. Something. Inside me has always been there. But now it's awake. And I need help. Yeah. Absolutely, he does. <laughs> um, Noli, what are you drinking? Tonight I'm drinking a very special whiskey from the Cantina on Moss Eisley. <laughs> nice. Oh. Ballard, what are you drinking? I am drinking um, what is known as a Dantooine. And that is a lemon Ooh. and blueberry gin and tonic. That is a rebel base on Dantooine. Did you just make that Ooh. up or is that actually a Star Wars? Is that actually a drink? Mm. On Dantooine, a grass planet, they drink these all the time. Re- refresh me. Is Dantooine in the movie or is it from a video game? It's what Leia says to um, uh, to uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. Grand Moff Tarkin. Uh, the rebel base is on Dantooine. And he goes, all right. Oh, right and then he right, still right, blows right. up Alderaan. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Okay. Spoilers. <laughs> Greetings, Cool Boy Nation, and welcome to a special installment of the Cool Boys podcast. I'm Felk Fortuna. Bib oh, Fortuna. And I'm Boba Ballard. Oh, come on. I have to be Bib Fortuna. You get to be Boba Fett. Come on. I know exactly. Well, I get to be Nian Nub Nolan. Uh, <laughs> his only line. <laughs> <laughs> There's a 10 minute edit on YouTube of him just doing that. Cue it now. Play. <laughs> just 10, ten minutes, minutes of, of Nian Noob just fucking laughing throughout the entire battle over oh. uh, Endor's Centurion Moon. And Cool Boy Nation, Ballard, you appointed these names, so that's why you got the cool one. Yeah. That's right. I think it's pretty easy to determine who wrote the names usually based on like who gets like a sweet name <laughs> and then who gets like a shitty name, like uh, North yeah. Pole Smoker Nolan for a Christmas exactly. episode. <laughs> anyway, so cool. 
This episode, we will be discussing Dong Wars and all the fabulous boners it has given us, so we will forego our cool boy updates. But before we get right into Dong Wars, Episode 8, The Last Dong, and all the fabulous boners it has given us. <laughs> Twice. So fabulous. Uh, we have a special question from a Cool Boy Nation fan. Justin is hard. All right. All right. <laughs> Cue the music. I love the Justin name. Justin is hard asks, Cool Boys, would you rather have sex with a female Ewok or have sex with Mace Windu while Yoda watches and masturbates? Female Ewok. At least it's got a vagina. Yeah, female Ewok, and that'd be kind of cool, I think, actually, like, to fuck, like, an Ewok. I wouldn't think it'd be cool, but I would prefer it over just sex with a intimidating black man. For me, as long as it's fun and cool, I'm into it. And I think fucking an Ewok would be very fun and very cool. Very yeah. cool. It's, it sounds like we're more down with bestiality than gay sex. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, guys, I think we're all correct because Justin picked the female Ewok too, but his reasonings were a little bit different. He said he wouldn't want to fuck Mace Windu with Yoda watching because he was afraid Yoda would go and tell everybody. <laughs> he was afraid Yoda would run off and tell everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> That'll wrap up the Would You Rather, folks, as all three cool boys have seen Episode 8, The Last Jedi, and you have too. Let's get into... Spoilers. It's time for spoilers. Sizzle. Sizzle. All right, guys. So I guess before we get into episode eight, The Last Jedi, let's go through a quick cool boy ranking of the whole entire saga. And I do mean quick. Let's, yeah, let's wrap this up because Philk has Super something quick. inside of him. And he needs like to get it. Just out. get the star. Just oh. just the stars. Just the stars. All right, I, like, All that, right. That's everybody. Fine. Phantom Menace. What do you think? <clears throat> Two and a half. It's my favorite of the prequels. So what's that mean? You know, I don't. Fuck, man. <sighs> oh God. <Jesus> Christ. <laughs> like honestly, I don't know about ratings on this one because I just don't have like good ratings for Star Wars. I'm fucking far too skewed because I love Star Wars. Then I mean, why did Star you want this yeah. segment in here? <laughs> well, because it's in every single spoiler cast, and we got to give cool boys with the, the cool boy nation what they want. You know, so um. I gotta go with Harry Dunn here and just say, For God's sake, just give me the damn number! Yeah, just give, me the, just give us the numbers, I, I, I dude, think, or, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk give, about that, that shit. I. Here's what's sad. Oh, God. If I like Phantom Menace the most, no, the dude. rating I'm about to give it is really gonna show how much I dislike, uh, I guess, the rest of the, of the trilogy of the prequels. So, For God's sake, just give me the damn number! I, I give episode one a three out of five cool boys. All right, I'm gonna say how I feel about The Last Jedi no, if, so, if, if we on. cannot do this. Okay, hold on. All right, uh, Phantom Menace for me... Uh, Two cool boys. Maybe two and a half. Cool. All right. And so Attack of the Clone is for me the worst. I hate it the most. That's that's a one that's one out of five cool boys for yeah. me. Attack that's of the Clone. a one out of five cool boys for me. Three out of five boys for me. Really? What was your favorite part about Attack of the Clones? Why is it a three? The gladiatorial sequence. Oh god, I hate that fucking scene. Sometimes movies can be better no. than the other parts, right? But Attack of the Clone, there's nothing about it that doesn't feel to me super fucking like just too clean too computer all right here's how i felt about the last jedi okay no, come it. on Phil, come we can on. we come can on. we can give d descriptions on yeah. each movie when we do them again we rank them he talked for 11 seconds it's okay we'll get there dude we're moving fast something inside 
me has always been there, and I need help. Felk, Felk, calm down. We're almost there. We're already through two of the prequels. We're going into three. All right, so Noah, go ahead. Take us in three. Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. I would give that one three out of five cool boys. Five out of five cool boys. Wow. Five out of five cool boys for Revenge of the Sith? Yes. Wow. Okay. I give it two out of five. I think it's fucking weak as shit. Yeah, it's not that good. I mean, it's really what the prequel should have been. It clear it shows all the flaws that uh, that that, uh, that are fundamentally a, uh, a part of episodes one and two, just because of where they take place. Nothing takes place in the Clone Wars. Episode three only further uh, um, adds to the like you know this like feeling of missing out and like you saw the wrong time periods. And I don't totally, totally care or understand why we had to see those time periods. I still think episode one's the best. I if I didn't say it, I give it two out of five boys. Uh, yeah, the, the, we watched that whole prequel trilogy for the, the, the turn of Darth Vader and it was the weakest fucking turn. Ever. Yeah. And it was a weak turn because the actor that played Anakin Hayden Christensen was not a very good actor in that role. I don't know if it's his fault either. The script was bad. Script bad, but the bad. script was bad for four. All right, moving on. And, and, it, and, it, and it, actors delivered a good movie. And John Reese Davies said in Lord of the Rings, he said, direct the, uh, 80% of directing is casting. You know what? I'm going to upgrade Attack of the Clones to four, boys. Four? Yeah. Your, your guys shitting on Revenge of the Sith just made me want to like it more. I, I, wow. Attack of the Clones is fun. Nope, it's not good. I, I really, um, I like very few sequences in Attack of the Clones. I like uh, Jango Fett through the asteroids battle with uh, Obi-Wan. I do not mind the gladiatorial battle sequence until all the Jedi show up. That's awesome. When the Jedi show up, everything gets to shit. And when the uh, Clone Wars begin, it feels absolutely just by the numbers. It's a bunch of actors on a green screen just swinging through the air. Mace Windu literally just points at, like, Commander Cody. Just like, Mace Windu, where do you want to go? And how do you want us to fight this war? And he just, like, points like, Duh. And then they just start running. It's the weirdest. It's Even the actors in, that, in Attack of the Clones don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, no, it's bad. For me, the first prequel never topped three out of five boys. Yep. Let's go to something that's good. The original trilogy. For me, Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, originally just Star Wars, that is a five out of five, boys. Five out of five, five. for me as well. Five out of five for both of you. I give, <clears throat> I give four, four and a half out of five. Wow, cool, really. cool. I and, can see and that. I, it's, and it's I just feel that mainly that second act is just a little, a little too slow for me. Um, it has a really great first act. And um, I even like the slow beginning to the first act with just the yeah. droids wandering Tatooine. Um, I love that part. I love but, that. But uh, when we start wandering the Death Star, that that for me is where the uh, movie kind of wanders a little too much. And you can tell that they're wandering in sets because they didn't want to spend too much more money on special effects. Um, that being said, it's still a fucking great movie. And it's a great movie because of editing. Because... George Lucas had it edited by one editor, and it's horrible. It's a horrible edit. If you've ever seen any version of it on a, a behind-the-scenes or a special feature of a Star Wars DVD or Blu-ray, um, it's horribly edited. And then he brought in the new editor. I can't remember her, his name or her name. Um, but uh, let's face it, it's probably a guy. Oh, my God. I hope it's a guy because that was just said that. Anyways, um, he does this thing where he does the repeat for the Tusken Raider going, like that. That is all sound design and an editor repeating the exact same motion several times. That was not originally just one, like, it was one motion originally, and it ended up being in the edit, like, five, like, oh, pushes wow. in Didn't the air. Oh, know that. Didn't know that. You didn't know that, yeah. really? Okay, well, I was going to say everybody knows that, but <laughs> I guess I was wrong. I didn't know that. That's crazy. You, you watch it again. You can totally tell. Death Star, Battle of Yavin, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah up your dick hole. That is probably the 
second best sequence in all Star Wars films uh, 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 for me. Death, that death, Battle of Yavin is the second best. I will get into my first best right now because I'm sure we're moving on to Hoth, right? With Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back. That is five out of five boys for me. Five, five out of five. five boys for me. Battle of Hoth is five out of five boys for me. That is the best sequence I've ever seen in any Star Wars film. And by the way, third is Duel of Fates with Darth Maul, uh, Obi-Wan, and Qui-Gon fighting lightsabers. That's number three. That shit's awesome. Yep. Uh, what would you give I Empire? I couldn't argue with that being the, the best battle. It's really good. I give it five out of five. Nice. Oh yeah. So yeah. That's fucking. I, I'm. I'm happy that we have Empire because it's just one of those films that I. I like to think of it as a film I can just throw on, having never seen any Star Wars film, and be able to watch a great movie. And only to me, there's only really two of them like that. Um, and that's. Episode four and episode five, I think, are the only two Star Wars films you can throw on and just never having seen any Star Wars film and you can follow a great fucking movie. And I grew up with Empire Strikes Back. I mean, fuck. <laughs> I've, it, it's been in my brain since I was born. So Ballard yeah. grew up with Empire Strikes Back. but did I you grew up, up with Empire, um, uh, A New Hope, and Return of the Jedi. Okay, that's was my next movie, Return of the Jedi. Uh, for me, that's five out of five boys. Five. That for me, four out of five boys. I'm going to say four and a half. Most people shit on Return of the Jedi. I'm happy that we all have over four. So just the fact that Han and Leia have nothing to do. Oh, Han and Leia have nothing to do, and Han st stands in front of a door for forty minutes. Like that's just that's pretty much my four. I mean, that's my whole boy is gone because a the first act is missing Han until the battle. Great battle though. The fucking yeah, it's great arch. battle. I love watching. But the first act is awesome. Then the second act starts off with, if I'm not mistaken, Dagobah, and then going into the uh, Rebel um, briefing. Um, and then going on to Endor. And to me, that second act's also just a little bit, it feels like sequences. It feels like it's just like, boom, act one, boom, act two, boom, act three. And that's a, and I like the movies to feel like a little, a little bit more weaved. And I guess the problem that Return of the Jedi has to fight is that each one of these act ones, twos, and threes all take place clearly in different planets. You literally have Tatooine, then you have Dagobah and, and, and spaceships, and then you have uh, the planet of Endor, or the centurion moon of Endor. So, well, mm -hmm. What I loved about Return of the Jedi is I'm not sure it invented it, but it definitely made popular the three counter-story finale. Three yeah. things happening at once, and like they nailed it. It was so fucking good. The Battle of Endor is happening, the space battle above on the Death Star, and then Luke and fighting Vader. It's just right. awesome. Oh, absolutely. So that's like... Compare that to episode one, Phantom Menace's Battle of Naboo, which is the exact same things happen. You have they a lightsaber battle. It, yeah. You have a battle out in the field. You also have a battle going on inside the palace. And then you have a battle out in space. So you have four battles, yeah. right? Yeah, four strings going on at the same time with totally different tones. But it feels like, it does, yeah, exactly, different tones. It feels like when you come, when I cut to the palace, into the palace sequences and uh, the Natalie Portman sequences, I was just like, oh, God, yeah. uh, can we get through this? And then you cut to the field and you're with fucking Jar Jar and the fucking like battle droids. And you're just like, oh, can we get through this? And then you get back to the dual fates. And you're like, yes. And then you get to Anakin and you're like, whoa, this is tense. And you're like, oh, can we get through this? Like, can I just get yeah. back to that awesome lightsaber battle that's been going on? I really like Return of the Jedi. I feel like uh, I guess we I guess I feel like all three of us like it a lot more than others. Not one of us bitched about Ewoks. I grew up with Ewoks. I grew up with fucking Ewok toys. I, I love Ewoks. Love Ewoks are fun. Ewoks. I love Ewoks. Ewoks are fun. Don't hate the movie because of the Ewoks. No. They did not ruin the movie. They're fine. They're fine. I like the Ewok adventures. I like fucking Caravan of Courage and the Battle of Endor or whatever it is, or the Battle right. for Endor. Well, now whatever. you're taking it a little too far. Oh, no. I love the Caravan of Courage and the fucking giant monster. I was oh, I love it. Okay. Well, moving on to the new trilogy, 
The sequel trilogy? Is that what we're calling it? It is actually referred to as the sequel trilogy. So there is the prequel trilogy, the original trilogy, and the sequel trilogy. Well, we finished all the six real Star Wars movies, and now we're going to rank a Disney product. Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. I love this movie. I'm giving it five out of five boys. I really like The Force Awakens too, Noli. I, I saw it multiple times in theaters. I saw an IMAX. Uh, the only IMAX sequence is the Millennium Falcon Discovery sequence. For God's sake, just give me the damn number! I give it four out of five boys. For me, this is just on par with Return of the Jedi. I, it's I mean, just it's, fun. It's, it's a great. Good time. It's, it's fun, playful Star Wars, and it's, a, it's way cookie cutter. And it is just like trope heavy on a new hope, but it, you could call it a new trope. But um, I I liked Force Awakens, and JJ delivered a fa- a fantastic TV special. I, I give it a good two out of five boys. Oh, you said before on this podcast. I think you said one. No. Okay. I've not. I've said see, two out of five see, boys. Felk, at this point, your opinion kind of means nothing to me because you gave Attack of the Clones four out of five. And, and Revenge of the Sith, five out of five, which are not good movies. And I think 95% of the viewing public would, would, would agree with me on this one. Well, 90, yeah, I don't care. I would love to hear, Felt more, you why, why you don't like yeah. Force Awakens. You will, but you'll have to wait for it to be integrated into my Last Jedi review, unfortunately. And I guess the one last thing I guess about Force Awakens, uh, I was happy that Star Wars was back. Yeah. It's mm. a fun time, and if you don't think it's a fun time, then I just don't think you like fun. Let's go into <laughs> Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi, and let's talk about it. But before we do, I want to play a little game. Uh, okay, let's this guess is gonna be weird. Which cool boy liked the movie or not? And Felk, I was gonna say you liked it for your disdain for Force Awakens, like maybe this was something different. But the way you're reacting, I'm guessing you didn't like it. Okay. And Ballard, I'm gonna guess you are partial to it. I guess, I'm guessing no one likes it. And Ballard is has issues, but likes it overall. Um, I'm guessing Ballard. Um, Are you guessing yourself? Oh, uh, <laughs> what? I'm guessing Felk liked it and Nolan liked it more. Okay. Speaking of liking or not liking it, George Lucas gave his opinion on The Force Awakens, and he didn't really care for The Force Awakens very much. This was like a, if I recall, like a 60 Minutes interview, like back back after The Force Awakens came out, and he was pretty much bitter about Disney and everything. That's when he called them white slavers and all that shit. Um, well, he came out, and he likes this movie, The Last Jedi. George Lucas likes The Last Jedi. Huh? George Lucas called uh, The Last Jedi beautifully made, and he, in speaking with the uh, director, Ryan Johnson, after viewing, he was very complimentary. I mean, it's not a lot of information, yeah. but beautifully made. I agree it's beautifully made. I think he was being diplomatic. He was not diplomatic about The Force Awakens, though. That's that's why I mentioned The Force Awakens a moment ago. Because he was not diplomatic about The Force Awakens. He fucking did not like The Force Awakens, and he made it very clear. And he said, they didn't follow my blueprint. It's not going the way I want it. And Maybe he learned after the he backlash. Liked. Maybe he decided to be nicer this time. Just not call Disney white slavers, I think. That yeah, was exactly, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that, but he definitely learned not to do that. Great quote. Yeah. But anyway, so um, let's go in and, and give up our uh, our answers, guys. So, okay, well, Noli, go uh, first. What do you? What are your cool boys for uh, Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi? Well, I'd just like to uh, preface first of all. I saw it on Monday. Didn't see it opening weekend, so I stayed off the internet since Friday to Monday. Didn't go on the internet. Didn't look at anything. Got no spoilers. Whatever. Went and saw the movie Cold, and I walked out and saw what was being said online, and I had no idea that there was this crazy division happening with fans. I had no idea. Noli, did- welcome to Man of Steel for Falcon and I. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's a good point. Uh, so, yeah, I walked out and started reading stuff online and seeing that 
there was people that just really violently hated this picture. Uh, for me, I did not. I have some issues with it, but I walked out a good sense, a good feeling. I walked out mainly loving a lot of the movie, but I do have a couple big issues. For God's sake, just give me the damn number! But I would still give it four out of five boys. Four out of five boys? Four out of five boys. Wow. Um, okay. Well, um, I give it two out of five boys. And by the way, my boys may fluctuate throughout this episode. I might go up to three, but as right now, I'm at two out of five boys. Uh, rather than even giving a boy, I'm, I'll just, I'll just, I fucking hate it. I fucking hate it more than I think I've ever walked out hating a movie. Uh, I, 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 as a movie, it is a bad movie. As a Star Wars saga film, it is reprehensible. It has damaged Star Wars as a cultural meaning and, and mythos in ways that midi-calorians and wacky Jar Jar Binkses never could. Uh, it has killed Star Wars as I know it. I give it zero boys. Maybe half a wow. boy. Because I mean, the visual artists did a good job. People did a good job doing stuff. And it is well-directed. And it, it, it so, but so is, you know... Triumph of the Will. It doesn't matter. That it's good to rail directed. I'll give it half a star. Triumph of the Will is not good narratively. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Uh, You've never seen it? No. I, I actually had to see it for like school and shit. Really? Huh. I just and I also want to say I I can see the points of people that don't like it, and uh, I hope to explain at least my process on why you may be wrong or why you shouldn't be feeling that way. As you can go, go ahead and describe that process now. I missed four minutes because, yeah, we're starting the process now. This is it. Yeah, yeah. Just, just go into the process. Tell Felk why, why you don't. I walked out and missed about three minutes because I walked out of the theater uh, and, and got to uh, do to get a refund. And then I walked back in, realizing I'd have to do this, this spoiler cast. I, 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 I so could what, not what, believe. What, what, for, what for you are you walking? What point are you walking out at here? Jesus. Space yeah, Leia. You almost walked out on this movie? Space really? Leia. Space Leia? Yeah. With when that happened, Slayer? I was like, okay, they don't give a fuck anymore. Well, yeah, when she oh when she my through God. Space. Yeah. I fucking could not stand that scene. I mean, we can get into it now or get into it later. What do you think, Noli? No, let's, let's, let's. We can get it in down. Let's just move organically. Yeah. Fuck, fuck, fuck Princess Leia force flying through space. That was so fucking weird. So here's the way I looked at this movie and when I rated it a two out of five boy. I, I looked at it and I always have trouble with franchise films like this because it's like, I like to look at movies multiple ways. I like to look at it as its own singular film. Yeah. And I like to look at it as part of a saga and as part of a trilogy. And so in this film, it's both, right? Saga and trilogy. It's part of essentially what will be nine films, what is currently yeah. eight films. If you don't count Ewok Adventures, Holiday Specials, Rogue Ones, and whatever the fuck, right? Yeah, but six movies. Seven it's, movies. It, it's, it's, it's eight movies as of right now. Going to be nine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also two movies out that are going to be three. And if I look at this, though, as one single film, I would laugh my ass off like I was watching The Room. It's, because I would yeah. be like, what the fuck is going on? There's it's no just bad. As a, as a single movie, it's bad. In the world at all, that someone can just start flying through space. It's never established, like, really that, like, this person has really it, that kind of power. And it, also, it's never been established in any Star Wars film that anyone has power like that. It's it's poorly it's poorly executed. What do you too. mean? I mean, people people throw bodies around the room all the time. What? Why couldn't she just latch onto something in the ship and pull herself towards it? I'm not saying it was great. I thought it would look kind of hokey. But she, sir, how long was she out in space yeah. before she like woke up and like was able to just like consciously create force and pull herself? She's a fucking amazing Jedi. Yeah, it, what it she is. was. She was. It was executed so fucking laughably that my audience was laughing. 
Yeah, I was. I will agree it with was you and say th- that it wasn't like the best thing in the world. But for me to start hating the movie right then, I mean, come on. I didn't hate the movie right then, but I did not like that scene. There's, there's been worse shit in a Star Wars film. Come on. I hated the movie even before that, but. So Phil, so Phil, here's my point. You went into the movie already hating it. No, you did. I went into the movie you hate not Force wanting. You hate, you hate a Disney. You hate that Disney is now running it, uh, and you call it fan fiction. I called Rogue One fan fiction. Well, I called them all fan fiction. Yeah. Uh, and you've hated Rogue One, so you hate anything that Lucas doesn't do. You love the prequels, which are universally lampooned. I l- really like to love some of them, yeah. I, I wouldn't say I love Phantom Menace, but I like it. I just want to say, I think your head, you went into this already with like a, a, a an agenda. Attack of the Clones, didn't you give that four out That's of five, fine. Boy? That's fine. You go into a Superman movie with an agenda. People go into movies liking them I or did not. I went into Man of Steel blind, thinking I wanted to like it so much, and I just didn't. It's not a good movie. Fair, fair enough. I mean, I... I I feel, like I said, that's why I separate the two. As a movie, I thought it was bad. As a Star Wars film, it is damaging to what Star Wars means. It it, it actively seeks to destroy the value of Star Wars. In what way? That it breaks down the mythos of which the Star Wars universe is built on the mythos of Jedi, the Force, the dark side, all that shit. I loved when Luke broke that down. This 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 actively attempts to dismantle the value of that and say, no, none of that fucking mattered. All the new shit we introduced, none of that fucking mattered either. It was a fuck you to the audience, in my opinion. Let the past die. It's exactly what this movie was. I mean, but literally, like they, they even told you that in the trailer. Let the past die. Kill it. This That's movie is literally movie. about letting the past die. Yeah, why did you buy Star Wars? And it fucking kills it. I yeah. mean, it fucking kills Star Wars past and, and and it creates its own. Recently in the news, they established that there is this Ryan Johnson trilogy that he's going to be in control of after I this saga is completed, episode nine. Well, it's after this movie, you can easily foresee... Oh, this trilogy is going to be episodes 10, 11, and 12, and they're taking out Skywalker. Because think of it. If the last Skywalker at this point is Kylo Ren, he's dead by the end of episode 10. Yeah. Or episode 9, right? Yeah. So the next trilogy has no Skywalker in it. Yeah. That's fine. I don't think we need any more Skywalkers. But, well, apparently we don't need any more di- Star Wars movies. But at this point, there's no way Felk would even see those movies because they would be completely tearing down. I mean, the whole foundation of Star Wars is gone. This movie wipes it out. Yeah, I, I agree. Okay, well, Ballard, I, don't, I, don't I, 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 I forgot that your two and a half is like comparable to my half. You might you might be closer to me on this than I uh, thought. Well, uh, no, 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 this movie is purposely set up about tearing down the foundations of Star Wars, and it does that openly in the film. But, like, why did they buy Star Wars if they were going to do this? Oh, dude, it doesn't matter. Disney didn't fucking think about that. This is the creative, the creative process of Star Wars and, and the financial the aspect business? of Star Wars are not the same. Yeah. They're not the same. They, okay, this is the, this is the financial aspect of Star Wars. We're going to make the monies with Star Wars. Who do we want? Someone that's good. Uh, that guy who did Looper, isn't he good? Yeah, he's really good. Didn't he do a couple of Breaking Bad episodes that were good? Yeah, they were good. Let's, let's get him. And then they get him, and he goes, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. And they go, all right, cool, because you're an auteur. And then they let him do whatever the fuck he wanted, and he fucking destroyed... The Star Wars of 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 yesterday, like it's all gone. Like it is all gone. He clearly went. I don't like what you did, JJ, and I'm just gonna ignore what I did, what you did that I enjoy or that you that uh, that I, I don't like, and I'm going to completely expand upon things that don't matter. And then I'm also gonna completely shut down major things about your film and and mythos and, and type of shit that you've created. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gone in my movie. Not just, not just not just not uh, just what JJ created, but like what what the original trilogy. I mean, it it, it destroys everything. 
Guys, guys, guys. Guys. You're forgetting. JJ destroyed everything when they made Force Awakens. No. Everything, everything that not happened after the Jedi was all for naught. When you kill off, you see Han Solo had a fucking terrible life. He had a kid that turned to the dark side. He divorced his wife. He's just fucking smuggling again at 70 years old. And he fucking dies. That's Narratively, a sad fucking... It is. You're right. Yeah, that's yeah. sad. Narratively, sad. it destroys everything. the happy ending so of Jedi. So going, ba- going back and watching Return of the Jedi and knowing that happens, that kind of ruins the old franchise right there. That's the narrative and happy ending of Jedi. Like Kylo Ren, I have put the past behind me. I have let it die. I'm watching the new trilogy now. And Ryan Johnson made a fucking super bold decision and said... He did. We are not waiting until number three. I'm ending this shit right in this movie and we're starting anew. So right that now. was kind of crazy, right? Like he did that. Like, so here's something interesting I thought of, but when the film was going on, I actually thought this episode seven had this conglomeration of like episodes four and five in it, kind of, you know, with the like Starkiller base, but also it being like a Hoth scene. And this movie was very much episodes five and six. Didn't it feel like that? Like it was like it, they slammed the end of Return of yeah, the Jedi. It into was, it. It, was it, it was turning into Return of the Jedi in the middle. Yeah. And I mean, th- this movie had this going against it that force awakens was so much like a new hope which it was that if this was like empire strikes back we would just hate it again he had to do something new and i'm telling you when he killed snoke in the middle of the movie i have never been more surprised in a star wars film i just went they just went fucking game of thrones on our ass and the emotion that was going through me during that fight scene between kylo and ray i was like oh my god that was sick as fuck i was like oh my god it was so much emotion was going through it was like I was like, this looks really cool. Wow. I was like, I don't know who the bad guy is anymore. Is it going to be Luke? Is Kylo going good? Like, what's totally. happening right now? I was super confused, and I was like, but I'm loving what I'm seeing right now. Because when he did that, I was like, oh, my God, all bets are off again. Like, I don't know how this movie's going to end. That was probably one of the greatest 10 minutes in a Star Wars film. Like, I love that part. And that's one of the things I did like about this film. It's why I'm resting on, like, a two to, five, to a three out of five cool boys, because it subverts expectations sometimes too much so, too much to its detriment. But there are moments like that where I do like... I Okay, so he destroys the Star Wars I loved, but but he also he subverts the expectation by making it this gray film. It's not gray. Excuse me, I hear that too much on the, on the internet. It's shade because it's light and dark. So then the middle would be shade. It's not gray. Gray's like, gray's like fucking like a part of, you know, absence of color, I would imagine, something like that, right? So it's called shade no. or gray, whatever. I don't yeah. Care. But this shady area, right, where, like, you can be good and you can be bad. Yeah, you're right, Nolan. He's got him teamed up, behind, literally the bad guy and the good guy together, teamed up fighting a faceless army. And they were right? helping each other. Helping each other, fighting, yeah, in tandem at times. That's super cool, and that's a really great part of this movie. It's why I want to be a three. I have to see this movie again before I really, like, nail it down what I feel. But uh, I'll never see it again. I'll never put that. I'm not going to put myself that I'll see this again. movie again for sure. Oh, dude, I've watched episode one many times. No, um, I don't care. This, no, no. This is this episode one is was made by a, a crazy old uncle who thought he invented Star Wars and wanted to make a good Star Wars movie and hadn't directed and didn't know what he was doing. But it doesn't. He's trying to help. This felt like it was trolling you it, or, or me, at least. This felt like this was designed to hurt, that this was designed to destroy, that this was designed to say, fuck you for liking Star Wars in the first place. This is Star Wars now. Let the past die. I didn't get that. I thought this film from the very beginning felt very Star Warsy. Like, no, I don't. I, it, it felt Star Warsy to me. It felt different, but it also felt Star Warsy. Like it was thirty minutes of, of social justice, and then when when the Leia thing happened, I was like, okay, this movie does not care about Star Wars. I, I, but I, I left and I still came back, and it was it was the Snoke and Ray thing, uh, 
where no subverting expectations is what I keep fucking hearing. Well, yeah, if you sell somebody a car and then show up with a big bag of shit and go, here's your car, that's subverting <laughs> expectations, too. It's also fucking someone over. I think this movie actually did a good job of subverting. Yeah, so, so that's so is a lie. Yeah, another reason you hate it is like we don't really find out that Ray's parents are Obi Wan Kenobi. Like, I mean, or well, Luke Skywalker. See, I don't think we found out anything there. To be honest, I don't think we did either. It could have been I think, just a misdirection. I think, I think, I think. What is the, what is literally the line in Star Wars? Um, from a certain point of view, like, like you you can't trust uh, Kylo Ren as a narrator. And, no, and that's in that scene. I think there's possibility for JJ to right some of the wrongs here. Maybe, and, and if that's the case, then this movie is fucking even worse. Because if they have to repair the disinformation it gives you, then that's like the only way Star Wars continues from here is if the opening scroll uh, is Star Wars Episode Nine. It turns out it was all a dream. <laughs> that's the only way they repair this shit. Phil, you you love to hate no the Disney versions, and you, you don't you don't want to like this movie at all. I mean. I could have. No. Had they made a, a, anything, had it been more Force Awakens, had it, been, had it have not attempted to say, yeah, Jedi were stupid, uh, I, I have Mark Han have Luke, have, it, was, it wasn't Luke, it was Mark Hamill being forced to play cr yeah, a cranky guy who's supposed to hate the things that he should love. I loved Mark Hamill in this. Uh, had, had, had no connection to the Luke we knew. The Luke who, who, you know, fought forever to fucking redeem his dad, even though his dad had murdered like 30 kids at I one point. I love this Luke. This Luke, this Luke pulled an Obi-Wan. This Luke did exactly what Obi-Wan did in episode Obi-Wan kills, tries to kill his nephew because he had a bad dream? No, Obi-Wan kills his fucking pro, his uh, fucking protege, just like Luke had almost killed his protege, but unfortunately- His protege just murdered three kids. Goes into hiding, and then his protege becomes a fucking big bad and destroys the galaxy exactly. and eventually kills Obi-Wan. As I recall- well, Luke creates a protege who goes bad. He, try, he doesn't kill him when he has the opportunity to. Therefore, his protege becomes the big bad in the galaxy who goes around hunting him down, who eventually even kills Luke in the end. No. It's the exact same story as Obi-Wan. Actually, I think as you recall- a new hope, as I guess I'll call it. Uh, Obi people arrive at Obi Wan's door saying, "I got a message from from Leia. She needs help." He's like, "Oh shit! Okay, I'll go help." He doesn't spend an entire movie being like, mm, "No, I don't like right. Jedi." Well, Luke. Luke has always been whiny, dude. He wanted to go to fucking Tashi Station to pick up some power converters, but he wasn't allowed to. <laughs> He's always been a whiny bitch. He's never Obi Wan was yeah. never a whiny bitch. Obi Wan questioned Qui Gon at times. And was right to do so. Whiny bitch means complaining when you're doing stuff. This this was not Luke. This was just a, a weird character who didn't want to help. Luke felt very strongly and justified that staying on this island was the best for the galaxy. He fucked up. He fucked up big time. Until he didn't. Until he didn't. Well, but, I, 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 but he did, I guess. He never left the island. He never leaves the island. He just, uh, yeah, uses his force... Force ghost of some kind. Force time is what people are saying. Force Skype or something. Force time um, is a play on FaceTime. Anyway, let's let's go back a little bit to when we first got to the island. Uh, I was enjoying all that stuff with Luke. He was like a, still a badass. I actually kind of liked when he threw the lightsaber because I thought, okay, they get one. They get one little joke. That was the whole movie. Subverting expectations. Let the past die. You get one. Okay, you can have that one. 
And then th- then he'll listen to the story and he'll come around in about 10 minutes. That was one out of like 99 subverts that were about to happen. Like I had that. no idea that the, the entire movie would be that that lightsaber represented all of Star Wars and throwing it over the shoulder was Ryan Johnson saying, fuck all of it. Kill it. Luke, Luke arrives to save the day. He got a haircut along the way. He has the lightsaber that just got destroyed. Something's up here. I will say as soon as he showed up with that and they showed his hair and his beard looked a little bit more brown, I was like, okay, this is a hologram and like, I don't know if I'm really down with this. It was his way of not dying, but then he dies anyways, because fuck it. Kill it. Was he projecting his like version of Kylo that Kylo would remember? Is that That's what he's projecting? Yeah. Which he's doesn't mean why warrior he had, Luke. Yeah, and he didn't have a blue, he had a blue lightsaber, which was weird. Yeah, what the fuck? Where was his green lightsaber? They show it and even... Okay, so yeah. it's been questioned in the past that when he throws his green lightsaber, he goes, I'll never turn to the dark side. He tosses it in Return of the Jedi in the Emperor's um, uh, throne room. It's, it's believed that he throws it down a shaft, and it's gone. So when he shows it and he like has it up against Kylo in this film and he's about to kill Kylo and he backs off, he has the green lightsaber. I'm assuming... It's on his belt lightsaber. when he's dragging Vader onto the craft. You can see oh, it. Oh, is it on his you belt? You can see it, yeah. Oh, he's yeah. Sh- he just sucks that shit up? Okay, mm-hmm. well, anyways. So, yeah, he, I figured his lightsaber, but then I was all upset yeah, that he does this final battle and he's doing this battle with a blue lightsaber and I never got a good look at the lightsaber he uses. I think it was the original one, uh, Anakin's. It was Anakin's? Yeah, that was weird. I don't I don't know what I don't know what that was all about. What it was about was that it didn't matter. That 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 was him using his for, face force time Skype to trick them to give the rebels more time, which is cool because you think he's going to die and then he didn't die because he was safe on the island. Oh, but then he was tired so he died. He used all the force he had, and he. But you know what, Luke's not. That's dead. not what he's the defi- force is, though, right? That's not, not what the fucking force co- is. He's coming back. Y- I know. Y- I just hate that he died that way. No, it was. It no, was- that's what I'm saying. That's my one main beef with the movie. Is I like most fans wanted that big scene of Luke going in and just taking out that whole army that was standing there and just ripping it to shreds and giving everyone hope. That's what I, I wanted. I would. I would have been totally fine with the whole scene as it played out, and then had Luke. Even die at Kylo's hand at the very end, but just die on Crete, not fucking on Octu, like all these millions and billions of miles away, and and then like just fade away, like like it just felt he, weird. Like Yoda dies because he's too old, too old. He's and very like, old, but yes. Luke, but Luke dies because he's used the ball's force after he literally says in this film how the force works. That's not how the force works. Take a line from Han Solo. That's not how the force works, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's like that doesn't make any sense for him to just all of a sudden just goes away peacefully yeah, in the end. I, I don't agree with that. So it, it was it was designed to subvert what he says like earlier, where he's like, "What'd you think? I was just gonna." He calls it a laser sword too. Uh, I love that. He's like, "I think I was gonna come in here with my laser sword and take down the first order single handedly." It's like no dipshit. She's expecting you to infiltrate and do something that makes a difference, just like Obi Wan Kenobi did in A New Hope, just like you did in Jabba's Palace or in at the end of. Return of the Jedi. You, she expects you to, to, to do something. It was very weird that like they set up something that specifically like, oh, this is well, it's not going to be this. I'm not going to just fight, face him off. Then it has them face him off in a way where it doesn't try to convince you that that's really happening. So like at that point, I knew the movie was uh, actively like trolling fans and, and <laughs> meaning to hurt no. them emotionally. So at that point, I was just like, 
All right, so, so it's all going to be a dream. Is the whole movie? I actually thought the like the like that Ray might wake up and go, "What a nightmare!" <laughs> and then she's just like walks up the steps and hands Luke the lightsaber. For, for me, I thought the uh, that just him simply like fading away and then fading back on to Octu or being on Octu the whole time and then fading away on Octu. Um, I thought to me that I just it was so disingenuous to his arc as a character. Like the fact that like if he had actually gone to Crete and and stood off and had that massive standoff at the end, like to me that would have been more satisfying of an arc because sure. it would have been like oh, all right you fucking you overcame this issue you have you know you're this essentially this like phob you have this phobia of going anywhere else at this point in the world and the in the in the galaxy and you finally get over that phobia like that would have been a huge hump I I thought that was a very missed opportunity especially yeah. to kill him off I didn't I didn't like. I didn't like Luke's demise here. I, that's one my one of my that's probably my main issue. Uh, my other issue that I don't like in the movie is I don't like the subplot on the casino planet of Canto Bite. Oh, you mean the the one that that uh, where everything goes wrong and nothing matters? The entire like an entire it's not just the subplot. the The main plot of the chase doesn't matter. The whole scene though on that island that that felt like I was watching the prequels there. Just the whole look of like the establishing shot looked like a prequel town. And then like them riding I like when they're when they're riding those I horses, I got too. I got flashbacks of Obi Wan riding that lizard. Oh, I thought it looked better than Obi Wan riding the uh, the lizard through uh, uh, fucking yeah, whatever that planet is. I like oh. that scene a lot more than anything in in this movie. Uh, with I mean I I, I don't. God damn it! <laughs> the casino. I like the casino to some extent. Um, I didn't. I didn't. I guess it the was a weird subplot me. to put in there for these characters. It felt forced. I feel like a really forced plot, especially in the end, for it to have like. I guess the whole point of this plot was that the heroes went on this journey, this adventure, right, to, like, find this person that was going to save the day. They go, they find this person that saves the day. Lando, let's call him. It's not. It's a guy called DJ, played by Benicio Del Toro. That was a perfect opportunity to introduce Lando. And then he turns on them, but then instead of becoming good, like Lando does, he stays fucking bad. He possibly even got off the supremacy, the ship, and it, before it exploded. And that's it. And he's gone. He might be in the second film or the th or the not the third film or not. He's just we don't know. He's gone. And that's crazy. And I I kind of liked how in the end that was this whole Oh, and he even told them the uh the first order. He was like, "Oh, they're going to that planet right there." Crete, you see that? And they were like, "Oh shit, they're going to that planet." Oh, and that's when they knew to go start shooting on the shuttles. So like to me, it was awesome. In the end, for me, that that whole plot line was supposed to be this classic Star Wars plot line, this almost like episodic type of style plot line, where it's like, oh, the characters are going and doing this, and then it but turns to shit, and it really turns to shit, like it did. It wasn't just like it turns to shit and it all saved the day. Like they fucking wiped out the entire resistance. Everything was pointless. Everything was pointless, and that was kind of yeah. what was like new to me. I was like, wow, they just like everyone's subverting gone. expectations. This should literally be called Episode Eight: Subvert Expectations. Let the past die. It should have been called episode eight, fuck you. Because that's what it felt like <laughs> the, the movie was saying to me. Episode eight, the fuck you of the Jedi. So, so Phil, you mentioned you hated the politics. What are the politics you hate? Uh, that's kind of its own thing. Uh, the casino scene or the movie as a whole? Because the movie uh, as a whole, I mean, I, I knew that there would be... They would be for forcing like the, like the level of like a like a Benetton ad like diversity down your throat because like, we knew that from Force Awakens. That's not why I hate Force Awakens. I'll give it a mild eye roll once or twice every time it pans down to like a spunky young woman is in in a fighter plane, just like in World War Two or just like in No War Ever. Um, <laughs> the opening uh, was where I was like 
just I, this that was that's not why I hate the movie. It was just like an annoyance early on during the. I hate I hated it from scene one with the humor where it was uh, Oscar Isaac's doing like I'll hold for Hux is Hux there can you hear me can't hear it like all, the, all that shit like I have a call about your mother that, that stuff the same intro though in uh, yeah, Force Awakens he did the same yeah. thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just, just be, can't be hear you all that's, that's fine it didn't even last that long but and then they were in the doing dealing with like the extended thing with like random Asian girl on a bomber plane and she's like trying to kick down the remote controller and I was just like so it sounds like you hate Asians uh, I'm, just, I'm just saying no not Asians I'm saying that a big strong man might have been able to kick the th- beam a little stronger maybe maybe there's a reason why no war has ever been fought with women manning bombers that felt weird to me that felt uh, uh, annoying i didn't care i was like i was totally braced for that i was totally expecting it to to throw that shit in, in, in my face it was when it started saying oh yeah star wars doesn't matter it 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 wasn't until like the second act till I re- like really actively realized what was happening. The end of the second act when Snoke and, and Ray's past were revealed. And it was like, Oh, all the mysteries we set up, all the intentional misdirects and reasons why we made you think that Ray had some kind of a special parentage. That was us just fucking with you. Or as it now turns out, I guess uh, they didn't have a plan and they were just planting little seeds to, to let that's the right. next director well, ma- the, make it up. Thing. We know there was no fucking three-story arc, which is a mistake. Yeah. We know J.J. likes to set up mysteries, and he has a hard time wrapping them up. So maybe Ryan Johnson was just like, I don't want to deal with your mystery. Like, I'm just going to cut through this. Why do we know that? What has he done that before? Uh, I think uh, Lost didn't turn out. That, that was Colton Cuse. He destructed the pilot. Um, and Damon Lindelof. What else does he do? Does, does he had a mystery in Star Wars uh, or Star Trek uh, Into Darkness that you don't like? Yeah. Who is no, fucking... Agent Johnson, Benedict Cumberbatch, whatever his fucking name is. Yeah, yeah, that that I guess I uh, I, I, I to me I I don't blame JJ for this. If he didn't, ha- I'm sure he had like some look. He they didn't randomly bring in. Um, uh, uh, why am I fucking you and McGregor to uh, voice like say Ray directly addressing Ray in her like a little force vision where she's being dropped off by her parents like that. Oh, that was just random and meaningless. You were setting, you were yeah. giving hints and clues. You were when, when Kyle is like the, what girl, like he knows who this girl is and she's important. Like they were clearly setting her up to be fucking important. They still are. That, that, that hasn't changed. That's still set up. That's what I'm saying. Maybe give this movie the benefit of the doubt until you watch it in the whole trilogy. Like, I remember Empire Strikes Back was not well received. No, it was it not. I did out. a whole paper about this in college. Yeah, Empire Strikes Back was horribly received by critics and by fans. They hated it. It, it took years for the fans to come around and be like, you know what? This is actually yeah. set up like the story in a huge new direction that I like. And I mean, yeah, yeah. It could be like that. Yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. That's the only way, I guess, is if they repair the damage. And it turns out Snoke is still alive somehow. I think JJ can repair the damage that some of you fans feel. Yeah, if you think about it, Felk, think about watching Empire Strikes Back and your favorite character, Han Solo, just ended up in Carbonite. Because literally, contractually, Harrison Ford doesn't know if he's coming back or not. So therefore, if he doesn't show up, they just have to leave the character in Carbonite. And if he does show up, they can take him out of Carbonite. Think about going in for three years, not just two even, but three years. You were like, what the fuck? They fucking got rid of my favorite character for no fucking reason. And the fucking first, you know, the rebellion's been destroyed. And like this and that. And the Empire. That was a downer ending. And and Luke is fucking father is Vader. When Obi-Wan said clearly in episode four that he killed or Vader killed Anakin. Like, what the fuck are they doing? And then you see Return. You're like, oh. 
Oh, and in this point in period, if you did a spoiler cast on Empire, you would have been like, well, they have to repair it in Return of the Jedi. Well, they technically did repair everything in Return of the Jedi, right? And it made so, the movie better for it. It made Empire way better in the end. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I disagree. I think that that Empire has a downer ending, but it's still like it doesn't destroy the characters. It doesn't. It no, does, and Empire actually it has a fast-paced like chase as opposed to a slow-moving chase. Yes. Okay. Well. Okay. So, well, I guess we'll shift gears because I, um, I mean, this film again. It, my problem with it is that it seems like it actively hates the Star Wars mythos, whereas Empire had none of that. Empire would just had a downer ending. This doesn't even have a downer ending. This actually just has uh, has a pretty downer fucking ending. Luke Skywalker dies, and like ten people. People get on the Millennium Falcon from the Resistance. Well, off. I mean, I, I was, I was, a, I, I wasn't sad. I was angry. Um, but, okay, here's a here's how chases work. If there's a car <laughs> on the 405 being chased by five cop cars, um, what someone can't get out of that car, go to Arby's, get a sandwich, and then and then travel back to the car because the chase will have passed them. That's how chases work. You go at high speeds and you can't just leave a chase and come back to it. So that like that, that's what I'm saying. Like, like that, that has nothing to do with Star Wars. That's just basics of how travel and chases work. Why couldn't they've launched a couple uh, Star Destroyers in light speed up ahead and then had a blockade ready for them? And then it's like, you know, oh, as soon as they get to it, it's like, hey, look, we got three fucking Star Destroyers right here. Boop, 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 there, was, there was a reason given for that. There was no reason for them to there's be. No, there's, there's no, no reason uh, that, the, that the fucking first order couldn't light speed ahead. I think I remember a reason for why they couldn't jump straight ahead of them and like wait for them. No, I'm talking about the fact that the side plot involves leaving a chase and then returning the, to the chase. That doesn't make any yeah, sense in the sense of what chases to, are. To me, that's a minor grievance of like just a sci-fi yeah. fantasy. I agree. I don't like, think I don't, it's a big deal. I, don't I agree. I, I, bigger, much I bigger problem is the fact that the slow the way it was was pretty fucking dumb. They had tie fighters. How come they couldn't launch tie fighters at them? It was weird too that this movie had very little TIE fighters and very little stormtroopers actually. Like they weren't using their army properly. They were I'm surprised it had any Star Wars in it. Apparently it hates, the, it's made by someone <laughs> who hates Star Wars. Kill it. Apparently he loves Star Wars. The fact that they left the, the chase and then came back to it is not my problem. That The fact that the whole leave the chase and come back to the chase subplot was based on, we have to get into like Laura Dern and how fucking horrible that character was. Terrible uh, character. Not, just 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 doesn't tell uh, her what her top captain pilot. Why not? Uh, I know. For what no reason. Uh, Just important tell information. Everything would have been done. So he, he instead, it goes all, it encourages and helps this subplot of going after uh, a hacker. They can't find the right hacker. They just grab a random other hacker. They go to, to, to the hacking thing. They fail. The hacker betrays them. Then they get back to the ship and it turns out that that didn't matter anyways because we were doing something else. Because And yeah. I didn't tell you because fuck it. Uh, Laura Dern, whose character looks like uh, she's got she's wearing like a fucking hippie dress and has pink yeah. hair. She looks like she man is like the manager of like an interactive art exhibit in the Castro district. What ball did she just come from to join this fucking chase yeah. in action? Like this is ridiculous. It was a terrible character. And the fact that she didn't talk to people like Poe, Poe was like, right. Wasn't it believed like I, I thought it was inferred uh, that Poe, if he would have been the the admiral that would have taken over after Leia if Leia had just not disagreed with his actions on taking out the dreadnought, right? Yeah, the, the moral of the story is don't be a hero, blindly follow authority. So why the fuck would she not tell Poe anything about what was going on? Because here's why. And I agree with you guys. She was not cool and she was whatever. But 
She gave the movie a purpose where you might have thought she might have been working with the Empire. She might have been a villain. It I never more, thought that. It gave you more of a reason to uh, root for Poe, though. Like when Poe was like starting to mutiny, you were like, okay, I like this guy. I see where he's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that I can I, I get behind. That's all it did. That's, and the, that's and the point it of it at the end of it was, no, fuck you for caring. Uh, you should never try to be a hero. You should always blindly follow authority even when that authority is not uh, giving you informed reasons why it's making those decisions. And always trust a woman in charge, especially if she's got pink hair yeah Phil, i totally agree i think i think you're right I, and even more so uh one of the things i read in an interview uh about that was uh, the idea about this plot line uh to go to the casino planet and all this shit right uh ryan johnson said that originally he had poe and finn going to uh was it canto bite and um he changed it because he realized that poe's character all of a sudden he could interchange any act uh, any character's uh, into that scene and the lines worked perfectly and there was no there was no um uh because oh, the, the asian girl rose is not a character right so he created this character rose right for just to be able to give finn somebody to go on this journey with because for whatever reason he felt like poe's lines and poe's character wasn't bringing any like actual you know conflict to the sequence so i think that's really stupid because the whole point of star wars <laughs> is to bring your friends with you with you yeah. and go on these journeys with your friends not to go on necessarily a journey with conflict maybe to meet a friend but I, I, I thought that was a little weird. I didn't think they needed Rose. I thought, and in the process of creating this character, Rose, he sidelines Poe the whole fucking movie and then makes this character really fucking dumb by having him have to just be like, you know, questioned or questioning authority. And that's his only role in the film. And then he just looks out a window. Where are you, Finn? Any minute now, Finn. You know, and it's just like, we're about to die. We have six hours of gas, Finn. And it's just. I, I don't know. I felt like, in general... A lot of talk about, about gas. They ruined Poe by creating this Rose character, and there should never have been a Rose character. I actually did not mind the actress who played Rose. I didn't mind the character. But narratively, I wanted to see Finn and Poe actually have a friendship that yep. I've never seen yet, yet they that have this better. weird, immediate J.J. Abrams style. We're immediately friends. I it's great. Yep, totally get you, So, so I, I, When I first saw uh, Rose giving her lines... I thought, did this girl win a contest? Is that how she, like, <laughs> win a speaking part in The Last Jedi? And then she was a full fucking character, and I'm like, oh, shit, she's the fucking girl. Because I didn't recognize her, because she's actually a pretty... She's not in The Force Awakens, is she? No, 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 no. It, it, for this movie, Last Jedi, I, I, I oh. the Last Jedi. I, I saw, like, her at the premiere, and I was like, oh, she's okay looking. Did they intentionally make her as frumpy and unattractive as possible in this movie? I don't. Yeah, her I, sister was hot. She looks though. horrible, and she can look yeah. better. And it's Oof. like her character was horrible. Yeah, horrible performance. Just on a on an acting level, I thought she was bad. And just she has the worst scene where she she she, she you know takes the saddle off the horse bunny because I guess horse racing is immoral as the the current standard at Disney that like you shouldn't shouldn't have horses racing. That's that's wrong. Why? I, I had care. no I had no problem with that. Um, like, now it's worth it. My problem with her was um I thought her introduction was okay where she like was like there protecting the bays and she shocked people. That was kind of funny. Uh I didn't have a problem with her wanting to protect horses. She just fucking likes animals. That's her fucking character. I thought what Gay. I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um I thought her one line where she like crashed into Finn who should have fucking died in this movie because it seemed like they were going to do it. I was like that's her yeah. That would have been great. That, 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 was, that was like where I was like, okay, they're actually doing something with this character. He's going to sacrifice himself dramatically. Yeah. This is a cool thing. I'm on board. Oh, no, they fucked that up. It was constantly yeah. just like, I think they're going to do something when, cool when, and they fuck it up. Kill it. 
she crashed into him and gave him some stupid line. I don't remember what it was, but it was really bad. And then she kissed him and then like fell back and like. The line is, that's how we win. Not by fighting what we hate, but by saving what we love. Oh, God. That was a bad, that was a George Lucas line right there. No, that was, no. Uh, well, maybe. Uh, that, you know what my favorite line in the movie was? Uh, was when Luke Skywalker looked at Kylo and he went, see you around, kid. I was like, oh, that's what Han said is. And then he dies. That didn't mean anything. Let the past die. Nah, so, no, because he's going to be force ghosted, motherfucker. I guess. Bow, bow, bow. Force ghost. Force ghost. Luke and Yoda, force ghost. I hate the, the casino. Yoda. You asked me about the politics. I didn't think I ever got to it. The casino thing where they're like, the, there's only one way people can get this rich. Arms dealers. And I'm like, no. Love it. That's not how economies work. There's all it. kinds of industries in Star Wars. Give me there's, that social justice. That wasn't social justice. They actually, t I thought there was a dig at Hillary Clinton when when they acknowledged the fact that like the good guys, bad guys, it's the complex, the system, the military industrial That's system. That's all Star Wars is ever is. Star Wars is always a commentary on the system. No, it's not. Star Wars has always yes, been is. That's like all it is. clear cut it's light. That's what George Lucas talks dark. about. George Lucas has literally only talked about how Star Wars is literally a commentary on the system and how the system works in cycles. And that is all Star Wars has ever been about. It's always been about governments and, and the rise and fall of government. That's fine. It was just very it was just very weird to like have like here's a casino. These are the worst people in the world. Why? Because they're rich. Because and there's oh, only one way to get rich, because they're arms dealers. Oh, That's not right. Wicked hive of scum and villainy. She said, like, essentially the line, there's a wicked hive of scum and villainy, right? Something to that effect. Yeah, right? yeah. And then Worst we people cut in the, to the galaxy. Rich, affluent people having the time of their life, right, in a casino gambling and wasting money that they that you know they fucking barely probably even had to earn. Yeah, and so, poor Kathleen Kennedy went back to her one bedroom apartment in her Toyota Corolla and like <laughs> worried about paying her bills. Hey. Day to day. She probably lives bill to bill. Yeah, that anyway. was that was weird. But the politics actually weren't why I hated it. I mean, I I I, I, I kind of felt like that was almost like a, you know, hey, Obama's had wars too, you know. It's it's all about the industrial complex. That's what's really bad. And I was like, that's okay. I mean, it, it's weird that it's in a Star Star Wars movie, but it was the fact that the movie also was just constantly like Oh, Kylo Ren's going to turn good. That's cool. That's, we've never seen that before. Oh, no, they fucked that up, too. It was just constantly like they, they, they hear something that would be you actually would want to see. Nope, not going to do that. Enjoy Broom Kid. He picks up a broom. Speaking about Broom Kid, let's go back to what you, we just mentioned Kylo Ren. We haven't talked about him. I want to say that everything they were doing with Kylo Ren and Rey in this movie, I fucking loved I thought their yeah, relationship totally. was like really good. The way they introduced it, that they could like stop time and talk to each other. I was like looking forward to all those conversations. Like, what are they doing here? Like, they are they like you know Kylo and Ray sitting in a tree, K I S S I N G. Like, are they gonna have a relationship here? Are they gonna team up? Like, I thought that was like the suspense of the film. And what I also want to say, the answer was tr it's a trick and no. <laughs> anyway, moving on. I want to say that uh, the, the Kylo's journey now is this is what we should have had in the prequels. He is so much better as an Anakin character. Like, this is like conflict. He has conflict in all these movies. And what they're doing with him is very interesting. And I want to feel like, I want to say that I feel like this should have been the prequel stories where maybe Padme was more like a Rey character Padme. and she was trying to bring him back and he was like struggling, Anakin was struggling. And eventually she just lost him. And I feel like that would have been a much better story than we got in the prequels. And, uh, well, and, I mean, I, and I feel like we're getting that now though with Kylo and Rey. 
Yeah, I feel like we're getting into I I am interested in seeing where episode nine takes us in the end. Yeah, they're, and- they're better filmmakers than Lucas are. They just, they just, JJ really obviously loves Star, Star Wars. And I think Ryan Johnson maybe kind of hates it. Let the past die. <laughs> I think Ryan Johnson likes it, but it likes it maybe for different reasons and is, was excited to make... Okay, so Ryan Johnson's talked about forever about how he wanted to do a sci-fi film, but he didn't want to do a sci-fi film that was like overtly sci-fi and something that was a little bit more like... He just did one. A, ...a normal movie that he can do, and it sounds like that maybe he was trying to like change Star Wars into something it wasn't. Yeah. Maybe kind of trying to enact a little bit of what he wanted out of something else and making it this. I don't know, but... He burned this this new sequel tr- franchise to the ground, in my opinion. I don't know how they recover. Yeah, well, you one of the characters he burned that I don't, like, I I really was kind of frustrated with, and I, I I try to like not analyze a film when I'm watching it. I try not to. I try to just kind of soak it in as best I can. And but one of the things I immediately was watching the film and I went, "What the fuck are you doing?" Was Chewbacca. Oh, he yeah. turned, all he did was all he did with Chewbacca was turned him into a joke. Yeah. I mean, he had a plethora of characters, and he fucking just doesn't use some of them yeah. and ones we want to see. And that was kind of like yeah. I said with Poe. Instead of bringing Poe with Flynn, he took Rose. Instead of doing anything with Chewbacca or R two, they just sit around the Millennium Falcon. I mean, R2 Chewbacca is literally turned into a joke with his porks. I mean, it's just a big giant joke throughout the movie. Oh yeah, I hate that vegans are praising it. For having oh, vegan dude, I love when he was roasting dead porks in front of a pork, but I just wanted to see him still eat a pork. I thought I thought Chewbacca and the porks was very cute and fun. I liked it. I liked it, but it was upsetting to me that that he was. And then the next thing you next time you see Chewbacca, what Ray's piloting? No, Chewbacca's piloting the uh, Millennium Falcon, and Ray is shooting okay. the, the yeah. fucking timeout. Man in the timeout. Guns. When the Millennium Falcon was flying through Crate or Crete, whatever you're calling it, that was awesome. How did she get to the Millennium Falcon? How did she get to the Millennium Falcon? Exactly. She, she, they she said got she stole ejected. a shuttle. Yeah, but she told Chewbacca, she said, wait for me, and she ejected out. Where? And, and I don't know. But they where? said. Just wait wait for me in the you know where spot. Like, Guys, I get, I get an, their Star Wars. Like, trivial look, fucking plot hole I don't care about. There, there's Star Wars. spaceships. It's not just Star Wars. Like how spaceships work, going from one spaceship to another. That that's that's all of Star Trek. That's all of Star Wars. That's all of Battlestar Galactica and your Doctor Who's and your fucking off-brand spaceship Babylon movies. Five. Babylon Fives, your Orville's. That, that this movie seemed to not care about the basics of like getting from one spaceship to another. How how you can one spaceship in a pursuit. I mean, that fucking episode of Battlestar, I know that when it was good, the early one, like, I think it's like a second episode where there's no, like, it's the first episode of the first season after the miniseries called 33. It's every 33 minutes. Yeah. Jump because the, uh, the fucking cyclones, cyclones are uh, behind them. That's cyclones. you're locked in when you're in a chase. Yeah. Like that, that, it's claustrophobic and shit. You can't, this is, this is like people are just coming to and from the fucking battle. Just like it was like, oh, it's just like it's a, like a, like a destination, like it's fucking Palm Springs. <laughs> it would have been cool, I feel like, though, if Poe was the pilot of the, of the shuttle and, that had to go off to the casino planet and it was like crazy and there were TIE fighters and he had to fucking have a space battle no. to get to the fucking casino planet so him and, and fucking you know, Finn could go on their journey. That would have been really cool, I think. No, he actually. couldn't. He was too busy looking out that window and going, is he going to come soon? He did look out that window a lot. Finn, we're running out of gas. We're running out of gas. So Admiral Holdo, uh, who is Laura Dern, right? Um, she had a pretty fucking awesome death. Though, oh, guys. yeah. That, that, I love I, 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 I laughed at that. Everybody laughed at that. Oh, really? Oh, oh, I loved it. I thought it. that was a great scene. Okay, so the, 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 everything went silent. 
And one person starts to giggle. And then I think a little kid, like three rows back behind me, just says, why didn't they do that at the beginning? And everybody laughed because that kid was smarter than anyone involved in the movie. That's a good line. Yeah. Good kid. Yeah. Smart kid. Smart He's probably going to direct Star Wars Episode 13. The smart kid. Smart, smarter, smarter than Ryan Johnson. Someone, uh, I think someone I heard walking out of the theater said, like, why didn't she just put it on autopilot? Why? Uh, no, but like when, when like the, every time like one of the vehicles in the back ran out of gas and the Empire would just blow it up or this fourth order, fourth order, it was like, well, why didn't you just turn that one around and have it do that? <laughs> like, right. None of it made sense. Um, one of the other things um, I, I, I have to mention and I would I would hate to not to mention is that uh, Captain Phasma got, I think, the death Boba Fett deserved. Like the way she died. I mean, she was. I felt like they were going to like kind of write that wrong too cuz fans are all clamoring about oh Captain Phasma she's great cuz she's a female stormtrooper and we've never seen that before. female stormtrooper she can do anything. She see, little, see little girls just, you can grow up to be space nazis too. <laughs> you can. It's great and you know and they could be big and strong and brave and then she gets this like incredible death sequence after barely being in the episode 8. They completely were like she was right. She had less screen time, I feel like, in episode eight than she did in episode seven. I think so, yeah. I, I would say so. Maybe less and lines, on, at least. And then she gets the death Boba Fett should have had, right? Boba Fett dies like a little bitch. Boba Fett flies because fucking Han Solo bumps him with a staff, hits the fucking engine, rockets take off. Boba Fett lands on the fucking Jabba barge, then falls to his death in the Sarlacc pit, right? And then well, he climbed out of it and went on many adventures. That doesn't exist oh, yeah. anymore. That's been all wiped clean by, from Disney's purchase of Star Wars. So we don't know what happened to Boba Fett, or I'm sure there's some new fucking comic out there that tells you. But anyways. Boba Fett's dead. You know, he's on. still alive in this canon, too, by the way. I feel like her death was like, see, falling into a fire pit. She's fucking dead. Explosion. She's gone. This is the death Boba Fett Captain deserves, Phasma like. serves no purpose in these films. No, she really doesn't, does she? She's she's terrible. She's gonna she's still alive. She, I'm betting, and she's gonna show up in the next she one. She just looks cool. Yeah, that's it. She's she's the Boba Fett. I never really got into Boba Fett when I was a kid because I didn't. I wasn't like getting into like you know oh get that fucking you know UPC sticker or whatever and then fucking send it off and you fucking get Boba Fett in the mail like I wasn't that age. So for me it was <laughs> just like. Yeah, what I don't know what you meant by that. Any of that. That's how you got Boba Fett. That's how you got the Boba Fett action figure. It was the only way to get that a Boba Fett action figure. Anyways, um, huh. so. I just was like, Boba Fett's the character that's kind of in Empire and then just dies like a bitch in Return of the Jedi. Like, to me, I never thought of Boba Fett as this fantastical character. I thought that's kind of one of the things the prequels sucked about, too, is how they tried to, like, shoehorn Jango Fett into it. Yeah, I didn't like how they shoehorned him into the prequels at all. I'm kind of happy that he hasn't shown up at all so far in Episode 7 and 8, and I would hate it if Episode 9, all of a sudden, there was, like, a Boba Fett son. He's dead. <laughs> it's like a clone of Boba Fett. Speaking of someone who did show up, what did you guys think about Yoda? I loved Yoda, but you know what? I did not like the fact that he looked like shit. And guys, was he real CGI? What do you think? Puppet or CGI? He was, he was made from the original mold of the yeah. Empire puppet. Yes. He was. He was he a puppet. That's was. awesome and, to me. And That's Frank awesome Oz actually me. came in and, and, and worked with the, the guys who are building the Yoda, and they got the original painter, uh, the woman uh, artist who painted uh, this Yoda's skin. She came back. And then Ryan Johnson fucked it up by shooting it and covering it with CGI. <laughs> uh, and also, no, he fucked it up by having him not act like Yoda. 
Yoda acts a very specific way. This this is this is like halfway between no, regular this Yoda. This is not prequel Yoda. This is Empire Strikes Back Yoda. It was Empire Strikes Back Yoda, like when he's going through Luke's stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's when he's he pretending was, to not be Yoda. Like silly. Yeah. Right. I know. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as, as soon as he as, as soon as he finds out, he admits that he's fucking Yoda. He's like, you know, you will be. You will be. He's serious. Like the, every time you see him, he acts the same way he does in the prequels. He gets serious. He, he after he burns the tree and he just sits down next to Luke. He gets kind of yeah. serious. I liked how he burned the tree because once again he was cackling when he burned. He was like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? It was the metaphor of we are burning all the old Star Wars. Like that tree going up was proof that this was Ryan Johnson being like, look, I am burning it all down. Kill it. And I'm and Yoda's even explaining. Why I'm burning it all down? But Ray saved the books. She does. She does still have the books because nothing in this teaching. movie actually happens. It's all a fucking thir- it's circumventing your or sub. What the fuck is this wrestle now? I can't even say it. I've heard it so many times. Subverting your expectations. Yes. <laughs> the entire movie is it's the plot of the movie. Hey, even though your expectation is probably better than what I'm going to subvert it with, much much better in many cases. Take take my subversion. I feel like this movie was literally just so much. Yoda proved to me that Luke will show up in episode nine and maybe he can retcon some of these things you don't like about his character. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause, and sure. also Yoda introduced that he could physically alter the world, which means that maybe Luke can come back and physically alter the world and maybe we can get our big Luke moment that some of us do want. No, no. Luke's dead. At this point, this series is going to be about Rey, Kylo, Poe and Finn. Not with JJ at the helm. Not with JJ at the helm. No, I think JJ is kind of fucked, to be honest. I think JJ's probably... But by the way, um, JJ had to turn on on December 15th. We are recording this uh, right now on December 19th. JJ on December 15th turned in a draft to Bob Iger. And um, who knows? Hopefully it's good. But uh, I imagine he's trying to take this into a different direction. And um, I think he's trying to set up episodes... uh, 10, 11, and 12. I'm not interested in those. No one is, but that's why Star Wars is going to take a break until Ryan Johnson gets done with this trilogy. Whatever the fuck this trilogy is. This trilogy could be 10, 11, 12. This trilogy could just be a random fucking trilogy of his own telling completely, and it's completely separated from this saga. I hope the the Skywalker saga, though, ends on episode 9, and that's that, and we're just done. And and it ends with Kylo dying. I think the Skywalker saga ended on episode 6. What we're, get, what we're getting now is just like, here's the old characters to anchor in the new guys, but we're going to kill them off each movie. Um, oh, my God. What are they going to do about Leia in the next movie? <laughs> you can't say she went back to her home planet because it got blown up. Yes. Yes. Exactly. I think we're going to get a, a, a traditional Star Wars time jump of what's been happening. Leia died sometime in that period, and the resistance now is even worse than ever. You know, it's instead of 10 people, it's now nine. Yeah. So look at this. <laughs> so check this out, guys. So I don't care what happens. <laughs> Han dies in episode seven. Luke dies in episode eight. And we'll get some kind of information right now at this point. Like when we watch episode nine, we'll see, you know, something about Leia dying. Right. So they're all going to they, they just killed the cast off. So does episode 10 start off with Lando just driving the fucking Millennium Falcon? Oh, hell just yeah. Like, hey, baby. That's one thing with Leia dying a whole year before this, like actually got released is they sh- that was a perfect opportunity not to kill Luke off at the end. Yeah. Yeah. They could have, right. they so should have yeah, reshot Kenshin it. Did die on December 27th, 2016. And like we said, we are recording this on December 19th, 2017. So it's almost been a year since Carrie Fisher has passed away. Yeah. I think Felk, I think Felk, uh, let me ask you the question. I think this would change a lot of people's minds on the people that actually hate this movie. 
if Luke did have his big scene at the end and did come in and save the day, would that change your thought of the movie? It would lessen the damage, but no. The damage was when, when basically they had the opportunity to throw reshoots. I thought, like, okay, this is how Leia dies. I mean, first of all, uh, by the way, uh, Admiral Akbar also dies in that scene and is never mentioned. Yes. And nobody cares. And it's believed that you can hear in the background Admiral Akbar. I did not hear it, but it's believed to hear him say, it's a trap right before he explodes. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Uh, and come on, guys. Do, does it matter that Admiral Akbar died that way? I mean, he had. No, one I think it's fucking great that he died that way. I, I, I didn't even notice. When Leia got sucked out into space, I thought they were killing her off yes. right there. I was like, wow, they're doing it right here. Yes. Yeah. And everything so when I've they, seen in the preview, they've now cut because she died. And when yeah. they cut to her body, I was like, oh, this is odd, but I guess they're giving, I mean, maybe that she's CG there, and they're just kind of like making sure you understand that, like, you know, like the sun, like the sun will set in her eye, and it'll be in her mind. Like, and then, it, then she starts to, like, move her fingers, and then she starts coming back, and I was just like... Oh my God! This is in such poor taste. It's not their fault that she died, but like, you this would yeah, be a, considering she comes back and does nothing but deliver like a line or two. They could easily just removed her from the movie. Yeah, they they should have probably happened. cut her. Yeah, they should have cut her. Maybe yeah, that would have been probably been better. And they could have saved a horrible, horrible scene. But they had that scene where they filmed her and uh, Luke meeting up again, and they wanted to keep that intact. Of course, yeah, maybe. But she doesn't actually meet him. She's meeting his ghost and doesn't realize it. And he gives her dice, even though the dice disappear because they weren't real either. Because nothing mattered. Let the past die. Those dice are from the Millennium Falcon, by the way, episode four. No, no, they're just his projection of them because they, they fade away. No, I know, but those dice are from are hanging in the Millennium Falcon. In yeah, the it was a really touching four. moment between the two of them where he's tricking her. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He is. What do you guys think about, by the way, the Battle of Crete? Uh, that ending I liked a lot. I liked when the shots, the visuals there of them flying across the salt flats with the red. Sp- I I liked clearly about right that. the Hoth battle. Right. I was I, I was looking at my watch the majority of that time, just being like, when is it fucking over? So many homages of them lining up in the trenches, like in Hoth. The shield generator was like you know the uh, the fucking wall, and the walkers coming in. It was clearly like Hoth and I, I was digging it. But I mean, like, look, if the, if the, if Laura Dern's brilliant plan was that instead of doing anything, anything else, it was to evacuate. <laughs> brilliant, plan. brilliant plan. It was to evacuate the fleet while they were chasing the big ship to a, get it to a strong. By the way, what was that? To ship get called? it to a strong. I don't know. To get it to a Stratus. Okay. To get it to a you know strong. Yeah. Yeah. That that's the Rogue one. That's the yes, Rogue Rogue one. one. That's Admiral yeah, Radish. General General Radish. To get it to a stronghold. And then the stronghold was immediately <laughs> under assault, and they had to leave the stronghold. Why go to the stronghold? Yeah, they had to leave that old rebel base. They went to some old rebel base on Crete, and it was fucking like, oh, we can't hold this shit. We got to get out. We're fucked. They are fucked. The plan was they were assuming they were going to get there with, like, you know, hundreds of soldiers, not just fucking 20. And I guess they had a distress call, and nobody answered it. Nobody yeah. answered it. That was Luke. weird. That was weird. Yeah. Luke answered it. At this point, I'm like, why am I rooting for the fucking rebels? Yeah, this is this is all episode nine, right? It's gonna be all twenty members of the rebellion in the Millennium Falcon just leaving the planet of Crete. This is beginning episode nine, and they're just taking off, and then all of a sudden, boo, 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 and they just explode the Millennium Falcon, kill every character in the movie, and then JJ writes a whole other movie full of questions and mysteries, setting up episodes good and twelve. <laughs> oh, do it, JJ. <laughs> that would be amazing. And characters like Jack and Kate and Locke, and they're all just Sawyer, and they're all just hanging out on Octu on a, a random island on Octu. 
Start, start the movie with, with yeah, like Ray unplugging something from the back of her brain and, and a big sign on the wall goes, simulation ended. And she's like, oh, now yeah, it's time to get back to the adventures. <laughs> no, and then like Luke's there and be like, you passed the test, Ray. Uh, you, you saw through it. Of course, I would never be an asshole like that to you for no fucking reason. And of course, I wouldn't just try to kill my nephew in the middle of the night because I, I, I saw visions of things that hadn't happened yet and then decided against it. But then he saw me and he was like, oh, shit, he's reasonably thinking he, I'm going to kill him. So he's going to kill me, form the Knights of Ren, never mention the Knights of Ren again, and then go off to no, fall Snoke. Who will never find out who he was because it didn't matter because he's dead. So fuck you for ever caring who he was, even though we set up little clues like using the Emperor's theme when he appears and all kinds of things to make you think that he might be someone important. No, you're dumb for thinking that. I just he's nobody. He's dead now. Kill it. Supreme Leader Snoke may be someone called <laughs> Bratta, and he is of the Duarte, and they are old sages, like philosopher type people. There's no. four of them. He is one of them, and he was all about the dark side, and since Snoke is thousands of years old, possibly, and this is the new theory. Oh, I love that you still think you, you still think I, that that matters. Like I, I, I think I think it, it's clear that like he was no. It, it didn't matter who he was. You're never gonna find out, and he's dead now. But there are people who are still like, no, man, we're gonna find out the truth about Snoke in the next one. No, no man, we're gonna find out who raised parents. They they weren't just drunks who yes. like sold her for for we money. Will. There was someone important. We're gonna find out the next one. I'm like, we will. No, dude. The whole point of this movie was that none of that. The answers were it's it's like that UHF fucking uh, you know bit where like what what's in the mystery box. No. Nothing! Absolutely nothing! Stupid! You're so stupid! <laughs> you idiots! So Ryan, Ryan Johnson in interviews has no said, one's like, seen UHF. And I'll paraphrase this that uh you know he said that yes, I definitively when I say have Kylo say um raise parents or drunks that I mean it and that they're no one and that I mean it. But that's not to say JJ that can JJ else won't change it. Way. So yeah. JJ can easily make it like, yeah, Obi Wan was a drunk, bitches. Uh, <laughs> that like, would be horrible. It, you know? it would be Obi Wan. It'd have to be Obi Wan. People, some people are like, maybe Obi Wan's your father. I'm like, no, that's not how being dead works. You can't have kids when you're dead. Yeah, it would have yeah, to be yeah his no, Obi Wan had a kid sometime around after Return of the Jedi. No, know? but you could definitely have bitches. have like a standalone where he goes on an adventure and ends up fucking some chick and she leaves and you he never finds out see? she has a kid. And then that's Ray's parents. I want to see a 32-minute Obi-Wan porno on Pornhub where he's just going around filling bitches up with fucking force ghost jizz. It's all consensual. And he's just fucking bitches like crazy. And then one of them is like, you know, her name is like Ray's mom. And he just fucks her and, her, and she's like, what's your name? She's like, I'm Ray's mom. He's like, yeah. yeah. I'm Ray's mom before she had the kids. Fuck yeah. Your kid's going to be named Ray. Oh, yeah. Ray. Ray. Just Ray. Everyone has first names and last names in Star Wars. But she's just Ray. <laughs> We're not going to tell you what her last name is because it's important. No, it isn't, you idiot. We tricked you. Yeah, yeah that pissed me off when, she, when he says young Ray instead of young Skywalker. Like he says young, like Emperor Palpatine always said young Skywalker. And Snoke's like young Ray. I was like, fuck you, bitch. Say her last name. You didn't say your last name. Young Ray? Who the fuck would be? Yo, young Felk. Look at you hanging out over there in your new chair. Young Noli in your closet hanging out over there. You know it. Young Balor kicking it in the garage over there. You know it. I, so, speaking of Snoke, guys, um, I think if you go back to the original trilogies and the Emperor shows up in Return of the Jedi, 
there's no explanation for him either. You just know he's the ultimate bad guy. Yeah, I've heard this shit, but you know, I don't yeah. live in 1983 without no, the No, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I think we need some sort of explanation of why this guy started a new order and has Kylo Ren. We, we need to get it at some point. Yeah, yeah functionally, he was just Vader's boss. They established who Vader is over the course of three movies. Snoke mentions Vader a lot, and he mentions Skywalker a lot. He wants Skywalker dead is really his ultimate plan. Yeah. So we yeah, need to why? find out who this guy is. Exactly, why? doesn't matter he's dead that, that was the point that i interpreted that as saying like you were dumb forever thinking he was someone important killed him off yeah. huh? and they had flashbacks or i'd like to call force backs right in this movie force and backs. they've done that and they've shown that in other films too so maybe they'll do that in fucking episode nine anyway i wanted to mention snoke because i loved how we got to him right away we didn't wait around for him we got to see him and he looked fucking great yes i thought this the oh CGI my god on him was great steppenwolf snoke like like to me, it was it's so crazy. Steppenwolf just get sorry about Justice League, looked the way he did, and Snoke looked as good and photorealistic as he did. And Andy well, cause, yeah, because Snoke wasn't done in two weeks after reshoots. Oh God, Snoke what, looked, what the fuck Snoke was right away though. Snoke in the first minute was a hundred times better than anything he did in Force Awakens. Like immediately, I was like. This guy is a big baddie. Like he is menacing. I love Andy Serkis. Yeah, that would be really cool yeah. if that was if that was what was happening. But it wasn't. They hey. were just making you think he was a big baddie and then he's dead. Aha, uh-huh, we tricked you. I like that. I like that. Some people like foot fetishes films. I I, I don't like feet. <gasps> it's fine if people like it, but like I I I, I don't I, I think that it, it, you maybe didn't take Star Wars as seriously as I did, maybe? I don't know. I take Star Wars very seriously. Okay. Nobody takes Star Wars serious more seriously than me. I got two fucking lightsabers right behind me right now. I'll bust out in a heartbeat. And Han Solo in carbonite on your wall. No, that's my fridge. You're you're having similar reactions to me. It sounds like, but I mean, obviously not as you're not as dire. Well, you have more vitriol behind you. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Um, well, guys, I just want you guys to look on the document. There's something right above final tidbits because we're about to get there. What is that word? Volpexes. Volpexes. Volt. What are those, Felk? They're they're the little crystal foxes. Did you like them? Um, yeah, if, if you're, if you tell me I'm the guy who designed the Vulpexes and, and there were little Star Wars foxies and I was like, okay, they're cute. Nothing wrong with the Vulpexes. Nothing wrong with Porgs. I didn't hate Porgs either. I thought they fit right in with the Star Wars universe more so than maybe the Porgs. I ain't got no problems with Porgs. I ain't got no problems with Vulpexes. I ain't got no problems with Porgs. I love fucking Porgs, guys. I, I like love the, the Porgs, Porgs and I love cutting to the islands and you hear all the... <laughs> And this horrible fucking porg noise out of nowhere, and it's just them flying around porging their noises. I think the porgs are great. I think the Texas, whatever they're called. They I loved f- all the animals in this. They're fun, and that's why he's. I didn't like the horse bunnies. What? Oh, I love the horse bunnies, and I love the fucking uh, seals that they were drinking the green milk out. Of. I actually missed and- that scene because that's when I was walking out of the theater. Oh, dude, I loved it. Luke sucks down some fucking orange, or uh, sorry, orange. Some green. Yeah, that, uh, fucking that's why is milk. that a big contingency with some with some people who hate the movie? Like, what the fuck does that have to do with what anything? Is it? I missed the what scene. Happened? Some people hate the fact that Luke just sucks on some like green juice out of a, like an alien's teeth. He doesn't was, suck on the tit. He pours it into a glass yeah, and then. But he but some people it. that's one of the reasons they hate the movie. To me, that's what? just like that's I, just weird Star Wars stuff. I didn't like, see it. Yeah. He drinks blue bantha milk in the New Hope. Why is it an issue? He drinks green fucking whatever milk in yeah, them. It uh, wasn't to me, but apparently it's a big issue online with people being like, why the fuck did you do that? I don't have That's a problem right. with that. I, I loved from it. From what I've read. I loved all the animals in this movie. I thought they were great. I thought I was going to hate the porgs. And that's why like, Ryan Johnson got the new trilogy, because he created all that stuff from scratch. Oh, unlike JJ, did. who didn't really create great, great aliens in his film. 
Great, uh, yeah, huh? Well, he created Maz which is dumb in this movie. Oh, and that's so okay. So speaking of a JJ alien, Maz oh, Ma- was Maz in this Kanata's movie. cameo in this movie was fucking well, worthless. Get her out of that? here. She sucks. She was playing she Gears sucks. of War. Get, get out of here, Lupita. By the way, come up to my hotel room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you like ficuses? So, what's up? Do you like ficuses, Lupita? Because he now? jacked off to a, into a ficus. Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> Guys, last thing. Last thing, last little question I have for you guys, okay? In the Battle of Dakar, which is the opening space battle. Which was great. I don't know why you guys don't like that. I loved it. I loved it. And the Dreadnought and the way they updated the B-Wings the B-wings into these huge bombers. Loved it. I loved every second of the new space battle. I thought it was so fucking tight. Um, there is a point where BB-8 goes, beep, boop, 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 bop, 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 beep, boop, bop, bop, or whatever. And then uh, Oscar <laughs> uh, Poe Dameron goes, you know, let's say happy shit only fucking BB-8 motherfucker. And then Leia's all like, I have to agree with the droid. Guess what he was apparently saying during all that? I have a bad feeling about this. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, yeah I have a bad feeling about this. So he's the one who dropped that in the uh, movie, BB-8. I loved how they beat up BB-8, by the way. There were just scenes where they threw BB-8 and his fucking like, head came popping off and they fucking have to reconnect it and shit. Yeah, he did a lot in this movie. I mean, he even took over a fucking AT-AT. ATST, <laughs> ATST, so AT- ATST, and was shooting, which at that point I thought was the redemption of uh, Benicio Del Toro's character. But it was an homage to Return of the Jedi where Chewie is in the thing. Me too. I thought that was Benicio too. I thought it was DJ. Yeah, but it was it was BB-8 nope, shooting. That and character was a... Meaningless character, but nothing. In my theater, that got the biggest cheer of the movie with BB-8 shooting. Guys, guys, guys. Final tidbits. So, like we mentioned earlier, we didn't see the Knights of Ren in this, but we did see the Knights of Ren and the Force Awakens force back. Will we see the Knights of Ren this time as essentially the Imperial Guard for Supreme Leader Kylo? I honestly think Ryan Johnson just forgot about this. <laughs> he just was like, no, oh, what? I don't think he did. What do people I, like I, the most? I think he did this homework and decided what he liked and didn't like and just discarded stuff. Yeah. But Ballard, you brought up a good point. Um, yes, I... He didn't like Star Wars, so he discarded it. Shouldn't exactly. the Knights of Ren really have been the Imperial Guard for this film? I don't... I think we, we got that shot of all these guys in black, but he had his mask on then. Like, I don't know what that was. You know, the shot in the rain where it's like yeah, flashing yeah, lightning. Yeah, the force, the force back. But his mask, his mask is now gone. He is like no mask. It was a flashback back to the one he could have killed Luke or some shit. So he had that mask when he killed Luke, though? They're like, I don't understand that. I don't know. Who knows now? Yeah. See, this is the problem. They're making a trilogy. They got no clue what one, two, yeah. and three are. That's a problem. It is a problem. It's a huge problem. Especially when you're relying so heavily on like people understanding an arc. But you know it makes the DCEU look organized and planned no, out. No, he doesn't. No, he no, doesn't. No, it doesn't. No Unfortunately, way, which is really sad, Warner Brothers. Like, that's sad. Here's my thought. I gave Force Awakens 5 out of 5. I think JJ can rein this in and make it a great trilogy, and you guys will just eat your fucking words on this one. Oh, really? Oh, really? Okay, Noli, let's literally hear your boys right now for episode 9 what? The Berlin Decision. Five out of five boys. Episode nine, the Berlin Decision is five out of five boys? Yep, exactly. The Berlin Decision, episode nine, is five out of five boys. Felk, how about you? But I don't know what you're asking. You're asking me to rate a movie that episode hasn't Episode nine, Star Wars, episode exactly. nine, the Berlin Decision. How many boys do you give it? Pass. That's, that's not possible. <laughs> well, I, I give it a one out of five boys. It's a horrible movie. That's, I'm just going to say that right out. JJ, JJ has made a lot of great TV specials that turned into Mission Impossible 3. 
that turned into The Force Awakens. Um, TV but specials. Also, he's made uh, you know TV specials that turn into Super Eight and things like that, which are like kind of good. But then you're just like, where where's the story here? What's the idea of this movie? Yeah. If JJ gives me a rousing final chapter and doesn't have to wrap up everything, but it's fun and exciting, like Return of the Jedi, then then he's done his job. Yeah. He nails. If he nails it, if he knocks it out of the park, it can knock fucking Blast Jedi out of the park. And if he knocks it out of the park, and makes his best film ever. Oh my god. I might suck his dick. Save for a movie of apologies that just completely retcons everything we saw. And it's like, oh, no, the Jedi did matter. Lightsabers do matter. The Force does have a light side and a dark side. Uh, there's good and bad, not this gray area shit that belongs in like a, a, a fucking Steven Soderbergh movie, maybe, but not in Star Wars. Uh, undoes all of that and gives you sets you up to expect things and then delivers on those things rather than saying here's something cool nope not going to do that here's something cool nope not going to do that over and over again and actually gives us it has so much redemption to do it is so far in the hole I don't know if anyone can save it save for having it all be a dream that's a good point Felk but if if JJ does it will you suck his cock I mean, I would do that just to get my foot in the door of Hollywood. Yeah, that's a good point. I think we all would, really. We know it's circumcised. We should get into, I've heard enough of our points, but I think we should get into some of our reader emails. So we have two little reader emails for tonight's episode. Hello, Cool Boy Nation. What do you have to say? So we got an email from uh, one of our fabulous listeners, Justin Ishard. That's his handle. And his opinion seems to match... uh, cool boy folks here like almost exactly you guys are like were you guys like sucking each other off did you see this together maybe i don't know who that guy was i never got his name (laughs) okay so he says this justin's heart says this after the enjoyable rogue one and hugely promising force awakens i was ready to continue whoa 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 justin 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 i'm I'm sorry but enjoyable rogue one stopping me during this enjoyable rogue one guys i thought rogue one was great i loved it I don't know what fucking two-thirds of a movie you saw. That third act rocked. So, so Justin loved Rogue One, but he doesn't like Last Jedi. Let's keep going. Sorry. I'm sorry, Justin. But almost as soon as Leia Force flew like Superman through space debris, I discovered the shocking truth that the filmmakers clearly wanted me to go fuck myself. Mm-hmm. And fuck myself hard. I've never been so humiliated from watching a movie in my life. I made it through the prequels and figured the worst had passed. Boy, was I wrong. This film is simply a massive fuck you to loyal fans who just wanted to see another swashbuckling space adventure. Here, here, Justin. Amen. All right, scrolling down, scrolling down. Ready to explore the mysteries of The Force Awakens? Go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Want to see Luke return to former glory? Go fuck yourself. He's dead. <laughs> How about some awesome Ray training? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Snoke backstory? Go fuck yourself. Of course. Ray's parents? Go fuck yourself. Well, the Knights of Ren? Definitely go fuck yourself. But if you love social justice warriors pandering faggery... Whoa! Is faggery a word? About it is now. animals and class struggle on some casino planet straight out of a deleted scene from the prequels, you're in luck. I loved How it. About, it was gayer than anything in the prequels. How about a plot centered around a slow-speed spaceship chase ripped straight from Battlestar Galactica? You're in luck. We mentioned that, episode 33. Skype calls sponsored by The Force. Mm-hmm. You're in luck. Yep. Characters from The Hunger Games. You're in luck. I think Lord you're Dern. referring to Holdo, yeah. Uh, <laughs> how about your, tr- 
What about your childhood hero, Luke Skywalker, reduced to drinking green milk from an alien cow while a girl with zero training beats him easily as he continually refuses to help his old friends, even after they found him using a map he made for them, only to laser astral project masturbate himself to death? Yep. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, Ryan Johnson, you piece of shit. I would honestly attack you physically if I saw you in the street. <laughs> Getting fucked in the ass in prison is preferably to watching this abomination again. R.I.P. Star Wars, zero out of ten cool boys. He went ten cool boys. Wow, even ten. Go to ten. Yeah, so Justin is hard. Our loyal listener hates this movie. And Phil, you guys pretty much said the same talking point. I don't condone violence. If you see Ryan Johnson on the street, maybe verbally tell him you're disappointed. But don't 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 hurt guys, him. Guys, Justin brings up some, a point we didn't really talk about, though, here. So everything we did touch upon, uh, except Ray does beat Luke easily handedly. Um, when she's Not training. really, but kind of. He was passively fighting, though. He's passively fighting. Wait, so wait. Here's my question. If Ray is truly from nobody, then why the fuck is she so fucking good? Like, she's so good that she's beating Luke, who is the son of Anakin. Anakin is the prophecy, right? And then Luke is essentially the real prophecy, unless you consider Anakin the Return of the Jedi, which I do. Um, but Ooh. then how, how is she so good? Because this, this movie has an anti-objectivist bent. It's basically like the anti-Incredibles where they're going with this, where like... Wait, Felk, is she fourth wave or third wave feminism, Ray? Third. Maybe even second, honestly. She's like Rosie the Riveter, basically. Um, what a bitch. Who the fuck is Rosie the Riveter? She, she Yeah, she, she, she's... Felk, you do way too much about feminism. Who the fuck is Rosie the Riveter? Oh, is that the girl that does the... Yeah. Um, the World War II chick? Yeah, and then it got popular in the 70s. Uh, gotcha. So second wave. With the, with the uh, red and white. Yeah, yeah she's, she's second wave. She's, girls can do anything boys can do. That's second wave feminism. Um, she, she, no, that, that's, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't actually really hate Ray at all. I think she's... God, she's, I love feminism. In the first film, she's kind of charming. Uh, and this one, she doesn't have really anything of value to do. And she's just kind of... She's yeah, a, but Ray looked a lot hotter. I will say during did. the finale where she was like in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, that seemed kind of forced. I was like, oh, she's there. Okay. That was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what was I like, talking about? You were talking about first wave, third wave, and fourth wave, and second wave feminism? No, no. I was talking about the anti-objectivist bent that they're at, they're they're adding to this, where like, oh yeah, lineage oh. doesn't matter, which is fine, because like, if you like objectivism, look at Brad Bird's work, because like, that's all the Incredibles and, and, and uh, Ratatouille really are talking about, with the idea like, where like, anyone can cook. That doesn't mean everyone can cook. That means that the ability you can cook can come from the weirdest places and the, the, from outside of the normal spectrum. The, you know, the idea of like saying everybody is special is another way of saying nobody's special because it is okay for some people to be special and some people to be more ordinary. This film has that anti like, Oh yeah. The being a Jedi means nothing. Uh, train heritage means nothing. Uh, education means nothing. Training means nothing. Skill level means nothing because I mean, it, but it kind of does because Ray has this absurd skill. Why? It doesn't matter. Any the kid picking up the broom at the end is their way of saying, "Yeah." Like, I, I kind of feel like this movie kind of is, is, oh, is setting yeah. up. Oh yeah, I forgot the actual ending of this movie. I hated it. Yeah, I did not like the ending. I did not. I like think the they're setting up. What the fuck was this kid picking up the broom? Shit, that's how. You, that's not how you end a Star Wars movie. Because I think they're setting up the idea that everyone is force sensitive, and I don't like that. 
I saw the shot was on a group shot. And I was like, okay, he's going to end it right here like a classic Star Wars Subverting shot. Subverting your the expectations. Yeah, subverting. <laughs> exactly. And then it cuts to that kid who fucking like force grabs a broom. Yeah. And it was just showing you that there's more force sensitive people out there and the uprising no. will happen. Okay, it maybe. Happen. Maybe. But I, I, Star Wars has always had the idea that some people are force sensitive and some people like Han just they don't have the ability to use the force and that's okay. They still contribute in their own ways and do go on their own adventures. This film seems to be breaking that there was lines from uh, Luke that, that specifically seem to state that like everyone is force sensitive. There's no such thing as force sensitive, midi chlorians, all that no, shit. I didn't get that. May, maybe I, I thought that the kid, the broom was like, it wasn't necessarily that people are and aren't force sensitive. Now it's just the idea that everyone is special. Everyone's unique and, and everyone can use the force if they try hard enough. No, I didn't get that. Okay. Yeah, I didn't either. Maz Kanata apparently has force powers, but she's not a Jedi or something. There's just a bunch of force force powers. No, I'm just um, saying. I think this film set up the idea that it, uh, everybody is force sensitive and that like it's the, not the, the anyone the romanticizing can use the, force. the romanticizing of the Jedi ended when the prequels came out. That's when everything went out the window. Hey, you know what? Everybody thinks they're special, but guess what, Cool Boy Nation? You're not. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, guys. Well, we got another email. We got an email from Cool Boy Dorn. Cool Boy Dorn, of course. If you want to go back and listen to the Justice League uh, spoiler cast, Dorn was a part of that. He writes to us, Hey, cool boys. I saw The Last Jedi and thought I'd share my quick review with you guys. Out the gate, this was a very different type of Star Wars movie than we've seen before. Being a big Star Wars fan, I enjoyed the film. I enjoyed this film. But there were many things that just didn't work for me. Here's my breakdown. The main story focusing on the First Order hunting down the Resistance in the slowest space chase ever was kind of boring and confusing. Just shoot them down already. Yeah, we kind of touched upon that. They kept, yeah, they kept like lobbing like little balls out of... Eh, eh. I just don't understand Gotta why there wasn't them. a blockade. We've used blockades many times in the Star Wars galaxies before. And they just don't use it now? Star Wars doesn't matter anymore. That's the but answer. I felt, I felt there was a reason they couldn't lightspeed through the ships... And I felt like they every they kept mentioning that they were just just out of range the whole time. Like maybe I'll go back and rewatch it because of that, Noli. And maybe Star Wars: uh, The Last Jedi will get like over five hundred million dollars just because of that. Okay, do it. Maybe Snoke was a totally wasted character. Yeah, in the end, he absolutely was. We'll see. We'll see how that pans out. I, I you know, th- it's not over yet. Uh, <laughs> see, I don't see. I feel like with Ray's parents, there's ways to fix that. But I, Snoke, like. What's the point of fixing the, the, that? The point was that he thought he was the ultimate badass and he was fucking tricked by his own pupil who became the ultimate badass. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Kylo's fucking rising here is the most interesting thing in this whole new trilogy. To it me. is what the trilogy's about. Is Kylo's rising and Rey's light to meet it. Um, what we didn't mention was, you know, just I think Justin said this girl who just beats everybody in fights. Snoke touched upon that being like, you lost to a fucking girl. Who never has done anything? He he banished him. He said, "You're you're worthless." Ray Kenobi, Ray motherfucking Kenobi. So we'll no, find I out. I doubt that. I bet we'll she's just out. really Ray to drunk parents. Um, the next thing Doran continues with is Yoda's look was weird and very distracting. Yeah, I I agree. I thought Yoda's look was weird mainly because it was a real puppet, and then they fucking put CGI all over it to make it a Force ghost. And had him act like a weirdo. <laughs> Yeah, and he did this weird underbite thing that Yoda never did before. Oh, Yoda's always been weird, guys. Go back. Watch him. He's weird. No, he isn't always weird. He's only weird for 20 minutes in Empire Strikes Back, and then he's normal. Yes, because he's testing Luke. 
He has weird teeth. He's always <laughs> had weird teeth. Yes. Um, uh, then Doran continues with Chewie was also wasted. Yes. I agree. I agree. Why Why have this great character like Chewbacca who just lost Han Solo? And the first thing, the first movie out the gate is, guess what, Chewie? We got nothing for Wookiees. We don't know anything about Wookiees. We don't like Wiggers. Whoa. Am I cutting that? Wiggers? That's not a bad thing. It's a, it's a white guy, right? That's fine. He can say that. That's our word, man. We can use it. Okay. We can use it. I'll keep it in. Um, and then Dorn says, the casino horse chase scene was way too silly and unneeded. Ah, well, he agrees with you guys. I disagree. I liked it, and I liked the little callback to the prequels. It felt like it tied the whole galaxy together. Uh, that's 20 minutes I, 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 I could take back. And I love how it turned out that it was all to destroy everything in yeah. the end. It yeah, at least work. we can destroy, destroy that casino. It's like, there's real casinos. What are you saying, Disney? Hey, Disney, I'm sure, has some stake in cas some casino. You have cruise ships. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. where there's gambling in international waters. Yeah. They have Star Wars cruise ships now. Okay, moving on. Uh, the next thing Dorn writes is the cave scene with Rey snapping her fingers. WTF. They were oh, setting up the idea that uh, Rey's, Rey's who Rey is is a mystery. It's exciting. I like that scene. I like that scene. It was it was mysterious. And then yeah. when the when the face was slowly forming, I was like, oh my god, who the fuck is it gonna be? Who is it gonna be? And then it was just her. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm still confused. Yeah. But uh, let's keep oh, that's because that's because that's Ryan Johnson just playing with our yeah. Know, he, he, our he, he, he was tickling her asshole before he shoved the fucking knife dildo from Seven up it. Like <laughs> this is gonna feel good. This is gonna feel good. Dick in the butt. Um, and then Dorn continues with, I was hoping to see Luke go full Jedi Master and get on the action. At, which, which and no get mentioned. in on the action. At least more than what we got at the film's climax. Ooh, climax. But it was a nice send-off for the character in the end. See, I, I disagree. I agree and then disagree. It was not a nice send-off. But pissing on someone's fuck, grave is, fucking, is a nice send-off to some people if they love piss. Because here's the thing. <laughs> if, if, if Luke was really on Crete or Cray or Cray, whatever, however they pronounce the fucking C-R-A-I-T. Um, well, Cray, it's a real country, right? I think I think it's Cray. But that's a real country. That's that's in Russia. No, the, that country you're speaking of is C-R-E-T-E. -E. There's Crete in Greece. I just know because there's a, there's a mission called that in the first Modern Warfare. Which is the fourth Call That's of right, Duty Cool game. Boy Nation. We know our geography based on video games. So, um, <laughs> uh, other than you know, games that could be creating fake countries for the sake of the fact that they don't want to upset any real countries. I think it's a real country. Things like Call of Duty have done a lot of times. Um, other than World War II games, yeah, look it up, Felt. Anyway, so I, uh, I, 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 I wish if he was there. I feel like as a writer, Ryan Johnson would have been forced into having to answer the the, the situation of where does Luke go? Oh, after it's, this, it's right? a it's it's a fictional country from Far Cry Four. <laughs> oh, is it now? Oh God, you get anyway, your franchise mixed up. Um, what do you do? What do you do with Luke if he's really there? And I think that's why, as a writer, Ryan Johnson simply just went, "I'll just make it so he's force timing it." And then for Skype, right? And then like, and then that answers it for me. So I don't have to figure out narratively what to fucking do with Luke, who just had the standoff with Kylo Ren. Um, I really wish Luke was there because I would love to see that motherfucker go full Jedi Master. I agree. Yeah, with you. that's the one thing I just was that, that lost a whole boy for me because I really wanted to see that. That's all I wanted. I wanted me that. Me too. 
since Force Awakens, all I wanted to see was Luke tear it up as a Jedi Master, and we never got it, and that sucks. Tear it up all the way up the ass. Um, over a door continues with overall, I still enjoyed episode eight because it's Star Wars. Yeah, that's why I'm giving it as high a score as I am. Mm? But it doesn't rank as one of the better films in the franchise for me. Three point five out of five boys. Glad Dorn chimed in. Dorn's like me. He's uh he's a true fan. He can see past some of the guy things you guys are hating. You're a survivor. And uh are we done? So here in in our final thoughts, Phil, you absolutely hate the movie. You'll never watch it again. Ballard, you're going to give it another view. Maybe you'll change your mind. I'll probably watch it when it I comes out it. on video just to make sure it's uh, it, it, just to see the, the, the shit I didn't see. Because I pissed three times in the movie. God damn. What the fuck did you drink before? And how much sex did you have? Going to going to piss was a more enjoyable experience than watching the movie. Wow. Sometimes I love peeing. Yeah. Like a lot. <laughs> Sometimes I love peeing. <laughs> Well, I love Peen too, and I also enjoyed this movie. For the faults it did have, I thought there was a lot to love. Sometimes um, when I'm, I had to pee really hard, I wait even more. Oh, yeah. And then have you ever gotten that feeling in your fingertips when you pee that your fingertips start to tingle? Sometimes I do it real slow. Like when I re- like have a lot in me, I'll do it intentionally real slow because I'm thinking about the time that Tom Hanks peed forever in A League of Their Own. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Green Mile. Peen's good. I, oh, he, he's that's right. He's had a lot of cinematic peeing. I was thinking League oh, of Their Own. He has absolutely has. Yeah. I was thinking League of Their Own too. What was Ballard thinking? Green Mile. Uh, Green Mile. Where he can't Green pee. Mile. That's because he, he, he has. He can't yeah. pee, but then he pees for a really long time after he finally passes the stone. Um, my oh. favorite thing also about peeing is like when I like just pee on toilet paper. <laughs> Have you ever had a shower after pee? Never. Of course not. <laughs> I think I we pee in the shower. That's a reference. Right? That's a reference to Ballard misinterpreting shower after P E as shower yeah, after right, P. Right, yes, right, that's right. right. What episode was that? Uh, straighter gay. Straighter, straighter gay. gay. Great episode. Maybe the best. Wait, so Ballard, you don't pee in the shower? I do all the time. I pee right on my feet. I mean, I'll pee in the shower, but I don't pee and then have to take a shower. Wait, Phil, you pee on your feet. Like, you deliberately, like, say, hey, there's my feet. I'm going to aim my cock. Madonna said you're supposed to in that David Letterman interview. Yeah, when you have, like, a jelly, like, fucking. No, it prevents prevents, uh, jellyfish. Toe fungus or whatever it's called. Fungus. Feet fungus. Pee on your feet, folks. Cool Boy Nation. CBAs. Cool Boy Antics. Pee on your feet. I trust Madonna. (laughs) Why would she lie? All right, guys. Let's rank our fucking eight films, okay? So we already did eight that. films in the franchise. No, we Let's didn't. Let's rank them, big guys. What? Wait, we already did this. No, the way the way the spoiler cast work is first we do the cool boy rankings for each movie in the saga, and at the end we get to rank the movies. Oh, in you. Saga. Oh, you said ranking earlier on, Nolan. You meant rating. So we gave our rating earlier. This is the ranking. Okay, so this is the ranking. I'll go first. I'll go first. So. The way I mean now, once again, so for Cool Boy's sake and Cool Boy Nation's sake, um, the rankings do not matter what your rating is. You can have a film that's four stars and a film that's five stars, but the four star is in the first slot and the five stars in the second slot. For instance, for me, I like Man of Steel more than I like Wonder Woman. But for me, when I rank the DCEU, for God's sake, just give me the damn number. My number eight slot is Attack of the Clone. My number seven slot is Revenge of the Sith. My number six slot is A Phantom Menace. My number five slot Worst title. is The Last Jedi. My number four slot is The Force Awakens. My number three slot is Return of the Jedi. My number two slot is A New Hope. And my number one slot is The Empire Strikes Back. Okay, cool. Felk, you. I will rank in the opposite direction of best to worst. The best, in my opinion, ranking the six Star Wars movies is Empire Strikes Back, followed by A New Hope, 
followed by Revenge of the Sith, followed by Return of the Jedi, then Attack of the Clones, and then The Phantom Menace. And then ranking the three Disney products that have been released, I would say The Force Awakens is the best, followed by Rogue One, followed by The Last Jedi. All actual Star Wars movies are better than the Disney products, in my opinion. So if you want to put those three at the bottom, those are that's my rankings. Rogue One would be my number nine slot, I guess. Oh, you hate that one the worst. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the biggest piece of shit. Oh, you guys are so fucking blinded by the dark side. Uh, I think Last Jedi is worse because it, but it's it's a better made movie than Rogue One. It's just Rogue One doesn't really damage the franchise or when you go, the culture. When you guys go back and watch uh, Last Jedi, you will see the. There is some really good filmmaking going on there. Like, things look great. Things are flowing. Like, you might not agree with the character choices and what happens, but it is a really well-made movie. There can be really great directing, lighting, cinematography, filmmaking, and creativity in a snuff film. But it's still a snuff film. <laughs> and, this, and, and, and The Last Jedi is a snuff film, only Star Wars is, is what's being horribly killed instead of some random transient. Yeah, Felk, that is an amazing analogy that was great that was fantastic i mean no one cares what my top 10 is but <laughs> no do it no it's top nine it's I top guess. nine unless unless you want to throw clone wars in there i would throw clone wars way up there and i would throw ewoks even higher than some no, of those i gotta go best to worst too because i can't start at the bottom uh for me, so horrible I, i'm just a sucker for fucking return of the jedi i fucking love it okay. that's your number one return of the jedi then empire strikes back wow then then new hope and force awakens are both right there at the same thing because they're like kind of like the same movie then i will go last jedi then I will go Revenge of the Sith, then I will go Phantom Menace, and then I will go Attack of the Clones. And Rogue One? Uh, Rogue One, anything's better than the prequels. Rogue One would be right about the prequels. I hate the prequels. <sighs> the, the finale in Rogue One is some of the best Star Wars there is, and Rogue One includes one of the best scenes from Star Wars ever, which is fucking Vader jumping on that ship and just... Doesn't go. make any sense why Vader can do that there and then can fucking not do it later when he boards the fucking the, uh, the, the blockader. On top of the fact... Um, why does R2-D2 have jets in fucking episodes 2 and 3, but not in episodes 4, 5, or 6? They were disabled. I'm not talking about R2. They were disabled in a different I know, but mission. it's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. It's, R it's, it's Vader can do this amazing shit now, can't do it later. You gotta read the Expanded Universe book, the story of, of uh, R the Avengers of R2 Jedi. watch a movie. The Avengers of R2-D2 in his jets. What did he do that he couldn't do before? He did everything. He force-pulled people, and he cut people down. What, he, what, what did he do that he couldn't do Dude, ever? okay, Vader's all like, yo, Stormtroopers, you guys go into fucking this thing, right? This fucking Corvette, because, like, I ain't going to go in. But by the way, just moments before, I'm going to totally go in by myself and just wreck shop. Maybe and, he was like, spent. not need he you guys spent. at all. <laughs> like, after you had sex, after you had sex, you're spent. You need a couple minutes to recuperate. Oh, oh, that's how the force works? And the that's same in Empire Strikes Back when the ground troops come in and he just kind of strolls in afterwards? It's the same in Last Jedi. We cut back to him. He was fucking sweating his ass off. He was sweating his ass off and he died because he used so much energy. No, he didn't die because that. He died because the fucking Emperor used all the electricity and that dark fucking lightning. I'm talking about Last Jedi him. with Luke. Luke, they cut back to him. He was sweating his ass off. Like, he'd just been greasing it for fucking 10 years. Oh, Last Jedi. He was tired. Uh, he died. You think he was forced masturbating? Oh, exactly. What else was he doing? I'm using so much of my energy Skyping to you. I might die after this podcast. New episodes of the Cool Boys Podcast come out every Tuesday. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Cool Boys Podcast and join our Facebook group. You can email us at the 
coolboyspodcast at gmail.com. That's the Cool Boys Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find us on YouTube by searching The Cool Boys Podcast. And we're the fourth result down when you do that. <laughs> Be sure to rate and review us on iTunes at The Cool Boys Podcast. And if you'd like, you can donate to us on Patreon and receive additional episodes of Cool Boys After Dark and a Cool Boys shout-out on our normal episodes that air every Monday. You can find the Cool Boys on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, Cool Boy Nation. Until next time, it's Byzies from Felk. Ben Fortuna's cool. I'll say Felk Fortuna. Right. And that's Byzies from Boba Ballard. And that's Byzies from Neonub... Nolan. <laughs> Bit 14 is a cool guy, man. That's the that's Jabba's He's right Jabba's hand, slave. Right? He yeah, owns he's cool him. Guy. He's cool. And he's got experience. a lot of dicks on his head. He had a great look. Like like I said, Return of the Jedi is one of my favorite ones because Bit Fortuna. Exactly. Yeah. Bit Fortuna is the reason it's my favorite film. That's it? The yeah. dicks on the head? All the dongs yeah. just wrapping just, around his just neck? That, yeah, he was so strange. I like Yaddle. So Yaddle is my favorite character. Oh, yeah, she was hot. Yeah, fuck that Yaddle. Is it the green girl? No, yeah, yeah. no, no. Yaddle is the, fe- the female one. Yoda from Phantom Menace. No, wait, who's the fat prostitute? Uh, Well, there's a character credited as Fat Dancer. That's the Fat Dancer. Yeah, that's it. That's, oh, her, that's her character dancer. name, Fat Dancer. <laughs> I love her. She's my best. I think it's pronounced in Star Wars, it's pronounced Fat Dancer. Yeah. yeah. This episode was weird. We, we we really lacked the funny until kind of the end when we started just like giving in to like the silliness of Star Wars. Star there was, Wars. There was well, too that'll much be the trivia episode. Star Wars is did. dead. There was some... Philk, it's so crazy how much you hated this film. Very passionate. Yeah. Well, Cool Boy uh, Nation, tune in then to our trivia episode of Star Wars that we'll be releasing on May the 4th, 2018, and you'll get some more of this cool Star Wars banter. Bantha Poodoo. Bantha Poodoo. Was that fucking uh, Sepulveda? Did he say that? Sepulva. 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 God. Felk, honestly, Sepulva talking like makes you happy, and fucking Last Jedi doesn't. Sepulveda is a street in 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 Los Angeles. What the fuck are you talking about? He sucks. Who? Sepulveda. Who the yeah, fuck is Sepulveda? You talking about Sepulva? Sepulva. Sepulveda. Sepulveda Boulevard. How long ago has this music been running for below us right now? It's going to be a nice outro. It's going to be fun. No, are you going to cut out all my opinions and like have like Franken lines for me going, I loved it. You are standing American boy. You have excelled in all things. I pump while I dump. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This episode of the Cool Boys podcast was brought to you by... Guys, 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 real quick, okay? You showing us your dick? What's happening? No, I, I totally yeah. forgot what I was going to say. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. That's Easter egg. <laughs> Get some cool, cool boys. boys. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
so serious.